Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. And this is Work It Like a Job. Joining me today, Mr. Ant Poo, sir. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I did my daddy duty for the day. Took the little baby girl to the park where she decided to act a gosh darn fool. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. She's like, I want to ride the bike. Okay. Yes. I want to go on the slide. Okay. Yes. I want to swing. Wait, daddy, you're going too fast. I'm like, okay, look. And then I told we were going down the hill and I'm going, baby, I'm going to let you know, stop pedaling. Use your feet and go down the hill. Okay. <laughs> she decided she wanted to pedal and you know I I said Mia slow down slow down slow down bow she fell on her ass I'm like I told you gotta you gotta learn yeah <laughs> she went awesome. so she riding a bike yep she's well no tricycle but tricycle. you know bike yeah she went head first and then she she half cried then she <laughs> It's the thing. The thing that's great about I love about kids is that they they realize they get more attention when they start crying. Cause she knew good and well that didn't hurt, but she started crying and Daddy got a hold her, so she gonna keep on. She started bawling, and I'm like, oh my god, here you go, you put in extras. <laughs> but anyway, it was a fun time. Awesome, man. All right, and also in the building, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, loving doing the deep dive on various musical topics because to live is to learn, and I love to learn. I, I love this. Right on, man. All right. Man, let's just get into it. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff going on. So we want to talk about Invincible first. Yes. Uh, season one just wrapped up over on Amazon Prime video. Eight episodes. Uh, I'm just gonna call it for myself. I I can say I can argue that this is the best comic book adaptation. Period. Like better than the movies and any other comic. And to, for me, just because um, a lot of movies, like I'm gonna use Marvel movies for example, they nail the comic book presence on screen you know i mean it looks amazing great action all of that but the only thing but the thing the difference between i think like invincible and that is that invincible they it is more of an exact uh representation of the book than i would think a marvel movies are to the core regular marvel stuff versus what we see on the screen uh there are changes from Invincible, the book, to the show. But to me, they're not changes that, you know, take away from the characters. You know, it, because it's cartoon, they can be an exact replica of the costumes and get away with it. Um, to me, it is an exact replica of the tone of the book. Uh, visually, it's, it's incredible. And it is able... And to me, what made the book good is that the book just looks like it looks like and if somebody said it's superhero comic book, that's what it would look like to you. You know, oh, yeah, it's bright colors, recognizable. It looks fun. But it also has a very serious tone to the story, unlike a lot of comic books themselves, where it gets into some very heavy stuff. It can get very violent. And still has that look to it. 
and the me the the, the TV show did that incredible. I mean, it just it captured every aspect of the book, uh, and it was not only a fun superhero thing, but it was also gut wrenching, which you don't get that from a lot of adaptations. Uh, if they if they add gut wrenching to it, it wasn't in the original book. Uh, this case, the original book has all of that, and I just was like. This was excellent. And the last episode, episode eight, to me was the best episode. <laughs> All of it was like, I was blown away. And I was like, I've been watching it every week. And some episodes I was kind of like, eh, it was all right. You know, but I love Invincible. I'm going to keep watching. And some were great. But this one was, to me, like, I was, I was like, this is, I'm not going to say this is what Zack Snyder would, but this is, I was like, it touched on some of the things Zack Snyder was trying to do. but with with an unlimited budget that animation can allow you because there's no you know you can draw anything as opposed to trying to act it out i just felt like this captures when a superhero could go dark and absolutely lunacy the level of destruction and violence and i was just like i was blown away by it and it was like and and it's basically letting you know you can't stop him like our protagonist is not strong enough to stop this guy. And this is a guy who's going to kill everybody, you know, to prove his point. And, and he's letting you know you can't stop it. Again, just kind of like with Zod, like think of Superman and Man of Steel is like, I have to break his neck because, you know, if I don't, Zod was going to do what we see Omni-Man do. And that would have been a headbuster movie if they'd shown that. People would have been complaining, I'm sure. But that's another story. But this here... Uh, with episode eight, and I'll say this for me, and I'm this was Robert Cameron's masterwork. I mean, Robert Cameron. What? what am I <laughs> yeah, Robert like, oh. Robert Kirkman. This is Robert Kirkman, Kirkman's masterwork, right? I just I, everything that he's all the stuff he's done, Walking Dead, the great stuff I loved about Walking Dead you know, that I got from the book. That's this. That's the writer who wrote this, like. Oh, that was a great fucking comic book, Walking Dead. I can't wait for the next trade. That feeling of how those characters were going through, that was what we saw in episode eight here is that same type of, man, this guy knows how to write some shit that'll get at you. And yeah, I'm blown away. And, and, and it was able to capture, I don't even know if he wrote that episode, but they- He did. He did, okay, yeah. So yeah, he nailed it. That was-, that was that was classic Kirkman that I know and love that I, I don't think is in the TV show The Walking Dead, but it's on this. And this was why I say it's the best because it truly captures what the comic book was in this episode. I'm done ranting and raving. Uh, Aunt Pooh, what did you think of um, Invincible? Now, I'm not going to go there where you said it's the greatest adaptation ever. As for me, I feel that the greatest one is... The greatest one is Road to Perdition, the Tom Hanks film. Um, I've never seen that, actually. You should. It is a really good story. It's, it's not a, a superhero, but it's right. uh, an adapted uh, comic book story yep. uh, based on the mob. Okay. okay, so for me, the uh, it's, I'm, I wanted a live-action adaptation of this, but thankfully, we got the animated version because I just feel one... Like you, you were mentioning, like the costumes. We probably have a whole lot of 
bitching about how they look and they probably couldn't nail it so we you know we don't get taken out of it because of you know that bringing it from the comic book panels to a live action there's going to be some uh, you're not going to get the uh, what they call it? some I guess the, in the terms of uh, in the PC terms um, some compression loss <laughs> as you adapt it so be smart go on now <laughs> I can't think of what I want. That's what I can. That's what I came with. <laughs> that's the best way. But yeah, you know, you you see all of the action. You can see everything being done. Where we don't have to worry about are they doing practical or are they doing CGI? Nitpicking the CGI because the CGI they can't nail it. All the fights being at night because you know they want to cover up things. We don't have to worry about none of that. We're getting everything the way it was told in the comic book, and we're seeing it without any loss of uh, translation going from the panels to to the uh, the screen. So I'm, I'm glad about that. I'm also glad that, you know, I read this book. I think I read the first 95 issues over a week and a half when I went on a trip in 2014. And I still have to read the last five issues. But it's been so long since I've read this story that most of the stuff that's happening, I don't remember you know, I, I mean, I know some of the big things like in this first season, I knew about um, spoilers. I knew about Omni-Man taking out the Guardians of the Globe. I knew about um, what the term was going to be with the Viltrumet and all that was going on. I knew about that part. But some of the stuff, the storylines that got led up to it, it was a big refresher. Like the the story uh, where the, the black dude, I can't think of his name, help me out, Mark, um, Mark said, Trump. that's right. Uh, set set up uh, Invincible so he can take over the crime. I was like, oh, huh. oh no 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 no, that was um, shit. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna pull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was like, oh, this must be something new because I did not remember that at all. And then when I went back, I was like, and read about it. I was like, wow, okay, this was in the book. I I don't remember none of this shit at all. Um, the more spoilers. Uh, robot getting his body. I did not remember that storyline at all. And that's from the book. So it's just really great that, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't remember everything. So this stuff is is uh, new to me, somewhat new to me as well. And just overall, the uh, acting has been good. J.K. Simmons, we all thought that he was born to play um, J. Jonah Jameson. Nah, I, that's the only one I want to see in live action is J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man. That's the only reason why, because I just would love to see him being as bad. I mean, shoot, dude got yoked up for uh, Batman v Superman and Justice League. So he might be able to pull it off in real time, but he is killing this. And I guess we're going to get into it a little further. But I mean, right now, you know, I'm so I've never been more happier to be wrong. And that being that I want a live action because animation sometimes is the perfect medium when it comes to adapting comics. Yeah. His name uh, was Titan. Like Titan. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said, man. Like everything you made a great point about how it might have been hard to pull that off live action. You know, and I think this is what it made me think of when you said that was, and that's why I was really shocked when I saw the uh, Captain America outfit for Falcon. I was like, wow, they going. That's full on comic book. Like he got all these colors and I'm like, okay. And it looked great. And I, I think there's some little improvements they could do on it, but 
I was shocked that they went that heavy with it. And that made me think, like, you know what? And I'm going on tangent. Let them go ahead and do, can they just do the X-Men movies and just have them be in the goddamn costumes? Like, we don't need them in black or some, you know, fake shield agent type outfits. No, I want them, I want to see Wolverine in that black, was it the yellow and black? Yep. Or the brown? Full on like in the book. They can do that. It, it, we can, you just got to make it dope. That's all. You know, Cyclops with his shit. You know, uh, Phoenix, Jean Grey, and her shit from the book. Cyclops, they could do it, man. Give us the good Psylocke costume as well. True. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's time. It's time for full-on outfits, man. Like there's just no. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, just in terms of Invincible, yes, because it's animated. They don't have to hold back. That's why I'm like, let the imagination go crazy. There's no budgetary problem. Like, that's why I love that subway scene where he's holding. I don't know how scene. they could have pulled that oh. off. And <laughs> yeah, that would have been some CG madness. But that was, and that was so brutal. You know, that whole section reminded me of Akira, actually. The movie, just the brutality. And it's like in the background, like, because he was just like killing people. And they were just showing people getting just hurt. No, no, no. You're, you're doing that disservice. You're doing the disservice. He was using his son right. to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just when they even show like Invincible, you know, uh, barreling through a building and you see that that's killing people. I was like, man, that's heavy. Like we don't normally see that in, in these books. I mean, in these comic book properties whether it's live action or not they don't show the, the bystanders getting ripped apart you know from the fight what was cold what was even colder was when uh omni man was pushing over that building and then you seeing the the, the mother and the daughter slide out and the uh, mother got cut up uh, and he's uh, trying to save him and i don't mean to be laughing but omni man still pushes the building on him and he was trying to save him and they still end up dead that's Man, that's cool. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of deep metaphors, and I'm uh, in this in this show. Uh, I'm sure Michael Dean. I'm not trying to clown. Shed a couple of tears, you know, with the father son dynamic. But I mean, how do you, as a son, witness your father trying to teach you a lesson by killing people, just destroying whole cities? And just telling you, oh, yeah, that don't matter. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I can do that. And on top of that, like, who going to stop me? See, there's a... See, it's interesting you bring this up. And watching it, it didn't make me tear up. I, I felt bad. It made me tear up. With, and I thought it was brilliant that the only thing that really saved him was, you know, you're my dad type of thing. You know, it was the love, essentially, that made him Omni stop. And, you know, God damn it. But here's the thing. I don't actually fault Omni-Man at what he's doing. Huh? Well, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't support him. No, but, but you know what's interesting about this? To me, I can look at him, and I'm like, you can look at this a lot of different ways. Omni-Man is basically America. And he's telling his son, he's like, dude, you have privilege. These people are beneath you. Oh. And, and it's not like he's, I'm just keeping the buck. Like, he's, we're going to conquer this world. 
Damn. Hey, Uncle Uncle Joe and <laughs> Sister Kamala. That was Michael Dean talking. Hey. <laughs> He's talking about worldwide supremacy, right? And he went among those people, lived among them, got married, had a child. He's saying, even though that's my wife, she's a dog. To, that's a pet to me. Ugh, that was man. hardcore. But that's but so he said I can get with them, but just because I'm having sex, that don't mean I'm I'm a vulture knight. <laughs> you, you mean I'm he on was the, on his uh <laughs> on his day Jim Brown? Yeah, hey. still <laughs> <laughs> he was on his vulture knight supremacy. I'm on that, and he told it, and he said you're of my kin, you're of my blood. I had to wait and see how much you had in you before I made my, I wanted to see if you got your powers. Now he could, he had an interracial son. He had an interspecies son. And he wanted to see if his son was going to be on his side of the, of the, of the situation. Cause if, if he is on his side, he's going to be protected. If he's not, he'll be a pet too. And he told him, I didn't listen, see that part, but damn. Well, just, but he told him when he said, listen, I could have just, do another 17 years and get another one. Oh, that was the woo. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, you're not, if you're not really trying to get on this supremacy, you can get throw, thrown away over there with them, too. And so he, and now he's, and now again, I, what, I'm, what I'm arguing is to say, like, he was born into that mindset. I think that's when they showed his origin. His world had already been thinking like that. They was conquering and shit like that. And so he just came into it under that ideology that's all he knows. And you got to be a good soldier and go out there and push the line on other worlds, right? And go and take over their shit. That's all he knew. So he's just being patriotic. He, he sees people as below him. They're not going to do it to us, but we'll do it to them. And he even goes among, and yeah, I, I like them, but they're not going to be with, they're not us. So F them, and if you're not, a, and you, you're my child, but if you don't want this privilege, kill you too. So I thought the movie, I, to me, the show was real deep, man. This is touching on some deep stuff. I, uh, uh, quick side note, I was watching it with my son, he's 12, and uh, at the part where uh, uh, Mark decided he was gonna defend him and wanna throw hands at his pops, and uh, pops, like, I guess, cold cocked him to Chicago. I looked at my son, I was like, just so you know, that's exactly how that fight between me and you going to go. Hilarious. <laughs> wow. And I'm going to tell you, I can make another one too. <laughs> no, nah, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> let me get on my conspiracy theory while I'm on it real quick. And some could read into, isn't it ironic that when the first person the first civilian they show Omni Man kill was a brother. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and then, I think oh, that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> the, the the white boy was gonna save him, save the brother. And I even when they saved him, and the way they was framing a shot, I was like, oh, they about to have him die, aren't they? And he just busted right through his fucking eyes. Like, God damn. And then conspiracy theory would say. Isn't it interesting when they got, uh, it was pushing that body, pushing that building over, and it was the, the people of color, mother and 
mother and uh, daughter that they was trying to save and they killed them anyway? But again, I don't, but these are not the thoughts of Michael Dean. These are, you know, hotel conspiracy brothers. True story. <laughs> but um, this is, and again, this is just the mind of a 51, 52 year old dummy. But getting back to the topic at hand, invincible, uh, big sexy. All right. I have read Invincible from issue 22 all the way to its end. I learned about the character in a Marvel team-up of all places where Mm. Kirkman was doing, you know, some work for Marvel. And I've had the opportunity to meet Kirkman on a few occasions. I'll say it again. Great guy. Really, really is. He's got a great team over there. And this adaptation... I would say, arguably, and I'm just talking comics to animation, not live action. I would say, arguably, DC, when they did the, um, I just forgot the name of it, the Darwin Cook one, The New Frontier. Yeah. That was, that was close. You know, but this, they pulled out all the stops. And the one thing <clears throat> that stands out is, the changes that he made from the book, he just made them. He didn't come out and try to be all, you know, PC. Well, we're going to do this because we're woke. Or we're going to do this because of this and that. He just fucking did it. And I, and uh, I don't. Can you help me out? What changes are you talking about? Two glaring changes. One, Amber in the book is a blonde girl. Two, William is not gay. And so. And I haven't read anywhere about anyone bitching about it either. He just fucking did it, which is how it should be. And again, I've said this before about The Wire. When The Wire was on, nobody was saying, man, they're going to make so-and-so gay and she's going to be a lesbian. They just fucking did it. Here are the characters. Let's go. Boom. And And Kirkman did the same thing here. And visually, I don't think this can translate to film because of the violence. Because of how it looks. And it looks great. You know, Kirkman has done it again. You know, mad, mad props. Yes, I just said that. To Kirkman and his team. And one thing that was pretty cool is the guy who's voicing Invincible. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm sorry. Stephen Yun. Mm-hmm. My man started at Walking Dead. Got an Oscar nom for uh, Minari, and he's doing this now. He's doing the damn work. So I props to him. You know, uh, I do like... Go <clears throat> ahead. No, no, go ahead. I do like J.K. Simmons because J.K. Simmons can do no wrong in my eyes. But when this first started, I'm watching Omni-Man, and maybe because all the Vulture mites have the, you know, the porn star mustache, I'm like, they should have got Tom Selleck for that. But as I got deeper into it, Tom can't be that villain. He, he just, I, I've never seen him do it. So I don't, I don't know if he can do it, but we know JK can do it, you know? And in the book, he didn't call her a pet. He said, she's like a cow. Like, dude, you can't wow. say that. And in the book, 
You know, they made a few changes, uh, another change. They called Science Dog Seance Dog. And I believe there's a Science Dog product out there. So they said, you know what, we're not even going to trip. And in the book, <clears throat> the high school was called Reginald Vell Johnson High School. And the principal looked just like Mr. Winslow off of Family Matters. They didn't do that here either, for obvious reasons. But they've stuck about 95% accurate. I've been reading along with this thing, a little changes here and there. And I, too, must admit, I had completely forgotten about Titan taking over the mob. I walked right by that. So speaking you know, of some of the, the, the race swapping, um, am I the only one that's, think, that's uh, seeing that uh, Mark's mother has, looks Asian? And that's definitely No, you're not the only the one seeing that. No, you're, yeah. not, you're not the only one seeing that. You know, I'm, I'm seeing that too. And like, <laughs> hey man, again, he just fucking did it. But to you know, me, looking at it. the book now, I'm, I'm looking through some of the pages. She looks exactly the same on the comic, though. Well, to me. It's a slight change. I mean, in, I mean, the, in the book, she she looks more definitely more far more Anglo, and in the uh, in the in the series, I'm picking up like uh, uh, some older Asian woman vibes, especially since they got Sandra O oh playing her. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. I'm looking at a page in the book right now. She looks exactly the same, man. <laughs> now, I could definitely show you some some screen captures. You're like, oh, okay, I see it. <clears throat> but again, you know. And the thing is, if he did or if he didn't do it, he, he wasn't going to tell us in advance anyway. He's just going to fucking do it, which is how it should be. You know, you let your work stand on its own. You don't try to uh, garner favor like DC did. Yeah, I'm going there. Like DC did when they did the New 52, and six months before it even comes out, they're trumpeting how Alan Scott is now gay. I'm like, no, he's not. Well, yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is for six months and then they came out and they didn't even do anything with the character I'm like really come on man whereas Kirkman just did it because as I watched that whole scene unfold I'm like you know Williams looking got a little more than a man crush here and then they explained it like okay okay cool let's keep it moving you know the, the, the show is so good I'm glad it got renewed for season two and three because it's that good the boys could could be as good if they animated it originally and, and the boys is great don't get me wrong boys is great but if they had animated the boys whoo <laughs> that opens the door for things like crossed <laughs> to oh, come out. Oh, hey, I rule. I could see out them now. doing that actually. Now yeah, I could actually see somebody making that. It would be. I'd. It'd probably be toned down. It has to I, be. They, they wouldn't. Down. It wouldn't be the overt and sexual part of it. But I could see them doing everything there. Yeah, you know, but Kirkman again. The guy. Is <laughs> I a, forgot about that. <laughs> you turned me on to that. Man. <laughs> you know, Kirkman is yeah. a just great at what he does. And shout out to my man Sean Kirkham who's working with them, and they are just doing the doing the damn thing, man. They've struck gold twice, Walking Dead, and now Invincible, and they've taken them both from outstanding books to the television medium, and they are just killing it. 
Yeah, yeah. I just saw a couple of uh, comic book panels, and I was like, oh, my God, that's right. This is going to just blow people's mind when they get to certain points in the, the book, in the show. Yeah. Yeah, when the Viltrumists come, I, I, I'm hoping that's <laughs> season three or season four because there's still some so many great things they could they could tap into. You know, Mark's dad coming, Omni-Man coming back, the Viltrumists come. Woo, and my, my thing is, is Mark, uh, this is heavy spoiler. Do you think they do the scene where uh, Invincible yeah. gets, uh, yes. you know? Uh, yes, they're going to do the scene. Yeah, I can see him doing it. Trust me. You know, Put it this way. Oh, I've already pulled out issue 44 to get it a CGC. <laughs> so when they do it, I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. That, wow. Not a bad idea. <laughs> this thing is going to, yeah, it's probably got some legs on it. You know, you know, a, a lot of different, uh, hopefully a lot of different uh, sites are going to have some good conversations about that piece. Oh, there's well. going to be tons of talk about this. Well, you know, to even say now, it, it actually... Uh, it got away. Excuse me. It got away with it now. Like this, this series could have went a whole different direction too. Like it could have been like people are like, "This is too much." Like this is, you know, what I mean, like a lot of times, you know, people complain about, uh, you know, some of Zach's early stuff was too violent or too. You know, I could have seen somebody say, "Oh, this is just too ridiculous." But I think because these are new characters. You can accept that. Yeah. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, well, then I have no expectations of these. So it can be as violent because this, this is it. This is what, the, what it is. So it, it's great that they could get away with such brutal violence because, yeah, I think because we don't know these characters. It's all new. So it's supposed to be surprising. Wow. Okay. But, uh, you're, but you also touched on another thing. If you think this was wild, Oh, you ain't seen nothing in. yet. Yeah. <laughs> now, to me, this is this is where I wanted to uh, have more than eight. I decided it takes a while to get this animated, but I'm like, okay, I want them to come back in October. Then I want them to come back in February. I want mm-hmm. them to come back next October. Like, no, I need more. But you know, hey, um, again, uh, it's been a while since I've read those comments. Now it's like, shit, I actually have to go back and read some of the stuff just to catch up because, like, I want to remember and see what happens next. Yeah, did they? They haven't announced when this is coming out. They just announced no. that they uh, they're gonna do season. You know, I would almost, I would love to get the two seasons, but I would also want to see them do this as a movie, an animated movie. So maybe like you know, yeah. like how they do in in anime world, they have this couple seasons, then they'll do a movie, then it goes back to TV. I would love for them to do a movie, and they, you know, you think the animation on this, and just take the animation even up five, ten notches, and uh, I would be, that would be awesome. And it, it would it all be in canon with it and stuff. Yeah, I'm glad they're doing this animated because I honestly prefer a lot of my comic book things to be animated if you stay close to the, <clears throat> to the source material. You know, and DC has done okay, but they always punk out and make changes, and, I mean wholesale changes, to the source material. Don't do it, man. Let it stand by itself. And the visual of the building coming down, to me, comes right from Fantastic Four 249 when Gladiator shows up and picks up the Baxter building and uproots it. And Reed, everyone else is freaking out. Reed's like, wait a minute, that's impossible. The building should collapse under its own weight. And looking at the thing in Invincible, 
that's exactly what was happening. The building was falling apart because of its own weight. It was well done all the way around. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't believe this comic book started in 2003, you know. And in my opinion, he definitely changed the game as far as how you can tell a teen superhero comic book. See, the thing is, the more I think about it, initially I was agree with that. I think, hey, it's more like Spider-Man. I think it's more like a Superman story gone bad. I think it's both, actually, a little bit. Yeah. It's almost like it's a Superman story told with sort of the Spider-Man's, Peter Parker's perspective. Superman was his dad or something. (laughs) Again, to me, he just looks like a yoked out Jonah Jameson. (laughs) <laughs> and, you, and you got John Jameson the voice in it and shout out to my man Rexplode <laughs> and he has so many great characters man like that's the thing too like I, I can't wait to see that one tiger dude again ah that would uh, be beast ba- yeah, yeah, yeah be. man he's, ah. and, and just all the perfect great voice for that too hey, who's hey. playing Battle Beast War. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Battle Beast is not having it. The, the, what I hope happens is that D, well, two things, that DC and Marvel looks at this and realize that, hey, we don't have to do everything live action. We can do something really great animated. And, well, I guess DC doesn't need that because they already done it with uh, Young Justice. Although that last season, I don't know what the hell they were on. Garbage. <laughs> but, I, you know, I just hope they, they know that we don't have to go live action, especially if you can't really, um, you know, perform, really adapt it and perform everything that's needed for a great superhero uh, comic series. And Marvel, absolutely. I, I mean, on the one hand, they are getting the actors from the films. And then, you know, as we saw with... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're, you know, doing a series that's going to lead to a movie. Totally get it. But there are some great um, works out there with, you know, the X-Men, some of the properties that they're getting back from uh, Fox that, hey, you know, not every X-Men character needs to have a live action adaptation. We can do a comic. Now, I say all that, but when, you know, they're doing our whole MCU thing, I just feel like they it just shows that they can tell a really great story that, you know, will garner a huge audience and look good. If they did, well, Marvel did uh, the Phoenix Saga on the X-Men animated show and fucked it up. So if they would do it, and again, stay true to it and just let it stand on its own, this they could come up with something like this. I mean, but Marvel's about making, you know, the blockbuster movies. Now, I don't think they're going to do that, but this could affect the people who are doing their what-if series. So when that comes out, let's see. See if they step it up to you know, keep up with Invincible. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'd be good. I'm looking forward to that, uh, you know, from the little clips that we've seen. They look like they're doing some great stuff with the animation, different artwork types. So I'm all ready for that. But yeah, it's uh, Invincible. I, I can't wait for the next guy. Hopefully it's not like a whole year or something, <laughs> but it is what it is. But yeah, they got a they got a hit on their hands with that. They got to keep that going. I'm sure the sales of the trades are just blowing up out oh. of the water right now. Oh. <laughs> Here's the question I have to ask: Is how did Netflix not get this? This would have been perfect, but I mean, I guess they got the Millar Award stuff. But 
Netflix, she's slipping. Slipping. They got they got a ton of shit. This is a win for Amazon because they, they they eat all the shit they can get. Wait, wait, Netflix got, has the Millar Wolf, so that means they're gonna be doing Jupiter's legacy? Yeah. They, yeah, didn't you see the trailer? Uh no. Yeah, what the? Trailer. Wow, Mark. And you oh, supposed yeah. to be a fanboy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean we um yeah, just to continue the conversation, you know, into other things. Uh, again, this is some of the greatest times to be a fan of this stuff, man. I was talking to my son last night, and I was like, "Dude, you don't realize like you get you getting some high quality comic book content, man." Like we were we what we had back then, you'd laugh at. I said, I told him, I said, "Go look up the Six Million Dollar Man on YouTube." <laughs> And I was like, that was our Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> you know, it, 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 cumul- it accumulated with, you know, Six Million Dollar Man versus Bat. I mean, versus Bigfoot, nigga. I was like, that, that, you know, that was our end game. <laughs> Infinity War. And I was like, go look up Bigfoot. Like, that's what we was on. You know, we had now, toys no, just, and shit. That was Andre the Giant. Show some respect, sir. <laughs> But yeah, you know, did you have you shown him the Spider Man seventy show? No, we start talking. <sighs> I, what, did I, what other ones? I, I said, go look up. You know, we had the shit. Uh, we had a uh, Night Rider. I was like, I was like, that was our. You know, that was the shit to us. It was a car with AI. That was Iron Man. I was, I was like, you don't understand how good you got it. Man. I would have blew my mind if there was this type of shit was on TV and movies. Rocking the Jufro too. Come on. Yeah, man. and I was like, we had other. I was like, man, I was like, uh, we had um, what's, what's the man from Atlantis? And oh, I said that was yeah. I was Aquaman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your stuff. I was like, these shows now look incredible. I was like, I said, like, if Falcon and the Winter Soldier had been on TV when I was a teenager, it would have been over. Like, are you kidding? That was a movie. But because yeah, but right now, man, this is like a prime time for this type of stuff. You get Marvel stuff, you get DC stuff, you animated. You know, you're getting uh, what's it? Well, Jupiter's Legacy. Um, Preacher has already been a show, uh, which I think kind of needs a do-over. Um, there's Outcast. That was a, Outcast. Had a short run on Cinemax. Yeah, there's, there's uh, so much. Yeah, Watchmen. Don't forget. That's right. Watchmen. Dope. Yeah. Like, that's that's crazy. They had a movie, which I thought was dope, and then they went and did it a, a different way as a TV show, and that was dope as fuck. Like, yeah. Man. I, I'm hoping that they do want it uh, again, because I really like yeah. the original series. Uh, I wonder if they're updated. Maybe instead of Holly Berry and Eminem, it's uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z or something. That they base the characters off of, <laughs> you know. All right, just watch the uh, Jupiter's Legacy trailer. It, it looks a lot like Watchmen, and yeah, May seventh it starts. I didn't know it was that it was already done. Yeah, it's coming quick. Yeah, and don't forget the Umbrella Chronicle. I uh, know the um, right. Umbrella Academy. Watch that one. Yeah. He should have. Uh, the second season is uh, actually both seasons are really good. I, I, den- I can't deny either one of those. Both seasons are really good. You know. Yeah. I, I, actually, I want to go back right now and watch uh, Daredevil 
I hadn't seen it since it came on. But now I kind of want to go back and watch it. Why don't you watch Iron Fist? Still never watched that one. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, and the the great thing about it is I know there's a lot of people that um, talk about, um, you know, all the different streaming, all the different... Um, acquisitions that are going on but you know right now it's definitely a good time with all these streaming platforms needing content that you know hopefully they are mining these um, comic books for stories because I would love to see Saga or The Wicked and the Divine, Bitch Planet get adapted because you know there is an audience for it and the opportunity to create an audience for them yeah absolutely because I don't think I'm ever go back and read those comic books so just yeah, no, Iron Fist was bad. New Mutants is leagues worse. Oh man. Hmm. Woo. I saw New Mutants. I, it, it was terrible. I wouldn't call it a terrible movie. Uh, if it's a if it's supposed to be a straight from the comics and stuff, yeah, I would say it's terrible. But oh, I, I just thought it was a bad movie. I didn't think it was the worst movie I ever seen. Like, I, don't, I don't think it was worse than like a Catwoman or. In some of those really bad comic book movies. You know, I, for me, I kind of like the fact that they didn't tell the classic team superhero uh, film. You know, they had this dark horror take to it. It just wasn't executed well. Yeah, it almost when I look, it almost seemed like there was this stuff cut out or something. Just, like it doesn't explain how getting the one thing to the next, and I don't know exactly what the hell is going on. But yeah. that movie was garbage. Wait a minute, they have Green Arrow and the Canaries? That's a new series? What? Oh, what's this going to be in? It's going to be Mia Queen, I guess that's Green Arrow's daughter, Black Siren, and Black Canary. No, no, what platform? Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be on CW. Uh, um, <laughs> Unless it's something grab yeah, off the top, I'm like, eh. Unless it's like on Superman Lois or something. Yeah. I still, I, I love that they can do it. There's a space for it, though. I love that. For somebody, CW, when you say CW, you're like, oh, I got to watch it. Oh, hold up. 2021 is going to be a Sandman Netflix series? Wow. That could either be really good. I heard good that, yeah. Or I heard really that. Crappy. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's, I remember this. Why the Last Man? That's supposed to be in production. Yeah, yeah Dan Trackenberg was supposed to be doing that. Anybody familiar with American Jesus? Oh, that's a Miller. That's a yeah, uh, Miller book. Yeah, yeah, I love that book. (laughs) They're supposed to be doing that. I I did hear about that one. I can't believe they're going to do that one. Apparently, I guess I need to download that. Okay. Where are they with Sweet Tooth? I'm hearing that's supposed to be a Netflix show. I have no idea what Sweet Tooth is. I'm looking at DC version book. I'm on uh, RottenTomatoes.com. They're listing some of the upcoming adapted comic book stories. Uh, another one is uh, called uh, Dylan Dog. Got familiar with that? No. Port of Earth. That's oh, that's a Skybound title. It is. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, it's Top Cow. Okay. Uh, Lazarus. Lazarus is getting a show. Oh yeah! Apparently, uh, Amazon picked up the rights during a spending spree in 2017, and it's being adapted. And wow. then, uh, Ice Cream Man, <laughs> not the not the Master P one either. <laughs> uh, Universal Cable Production optioned it in 2018. Uh, no, to be determined. 
So stuff is coming. And I think, yeah, comic book world is great for, you know, you already have, I guess what they call a storyboard of how to do the show. You have somewhat of a built-in audience. Okay. I would bet money that a lot of the original <clears throat> image creators are sitting around drinking the haterade now because when they came out with their cartoons and stuff initially, terrible. Terrible. And now, you know, the medium is caught up to the demand for animated things from source material like comic books and those guys got left in the dust. Well, I mean, it still opens the door. I think they could still make shows out of those properties now. And be I know they're doing another spawn uh, either show, movie or cartoon. I know that's coming. Yeah, he's been talking about doing a movie for years. I was like, yeah, oh my, I was like, how has McFarlane not gotten Spawn yeah. in a series? Of, I mean, that, that first anime series on HBO, great. I don't see how it's not a series. How have you not done a movie? I mean, I, I, I mean, I well, he did done one movie. <laughs> but, Which, well, I should say another me, movie. Another at, movie. At, it was good for the time in terms of where comic book movies were at that time. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I, I couldn't even believe they made that a movie. Yeah. But nowadays, if they were to make that a movie, I think it would be awesome. Like, uh, am I the only one that would that really would, like? Because I'm thinking of Dark Horse. I would like them. It's, it's, don't try the movies. Do not try movies with Alien and Predator, and even Terminator. Go look at those Dark Horse comics and adapt those as an animated series. Everything. Like which one? Which one? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do Alien versus Predator. That'd be great going with that stuff. And I just think uh, some of the Predator series that they had, the Terminator and Alien uh, stories that they had, use that because whoever I keep getting for these films are trash. You got <laughs> it's like why 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 reinvent the wheel? You gotta you gotta uh, uh, books upon books upon books of source material that you can adapt into a, a series. Well, there so was a really all. great terminator uh it was a limited series where they came back and was trying to get not miles dyson's but another um, um scientist that uh could thwart them in the future really good story well i'm trying i think in terms of aliens uh doesn't this marvel own, uh well disney owns disney. that now so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean they can send it to hulu well, I think they, they did announce that, that they're platform. doing some. They did announce there is an alien show coming. Remember, they had Investor Day and they, they made a big announcement. So they got some alien stuff coming. You know, I think to me, like when you mentioned Terminator, I think that should just be put to bed. It, that, yes. They don't ran that story to the, to the ground. It really shouldn't have went no further I. than the second. Second one should have been the end of it. But it, it's too tied on Schwarzenegger. It, it just. It's time to put it down. Unless you was the only way I could see it is if they redid it and it was like a TV series, but it was made like it was HBO or something, and it wasn't about the Super Terminator. It was more about the entire world of it. And so it's not just some muscle bound <laughs> guy type property. I could see it in that capacity. Absolutely, I agree with it. Um, I thought that that's where they were going with was it Terminator Salvation, and they messed it up clearly. Terrible. Uh, yeah, and the thing was is like yes, yeah, show us the 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 war in the future with these Terminators. I thought that was a good opportunity, but 
you know, they had their one shot and it didn't go well. And they said, let's go back to Arnold. Yeah, they got to leave the Arnold part of, away from it. You could have him as a cameo or something, but you can't be about that character all the time. That's the problem. Maybe it's the I like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I thought that was a good show. That's what I'm saying. They're doing it as a TV show where you could really get into the drama of it. Because it's a great story. You know, this is time travel. It's going back and doing it over and all that type of stuff. Tie it into AI and stuff. How many Terminator movies are there anyway? I've only seen them two. Six. One and two. One, two, three. Salvation, Jenna Shit. And then that last <laughs> one with uh, Linda Hamilton came back. They really movies? thought she was going to save the franchise. Six oh. movies, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I liked the last one. I thought it was action-packed. Yeah. And then Cameron came back for it. So if they didn't save it, then there really nothing else they can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing was, is like, when you give us a finite of... The, the chip is what started and then they have to retcon everything right. it's like dude just, just stop it they don't move stop forward with it they just move forward and just and it just be like you can't never stop it you can't go back in time no more dealing with okay you gotta go only forward right. I think that'd be a challenge if you eliminate the whole going back in time aspect of it and just the story has to move forward you could have a person from the past show up at the beginning but no more tra- travel than that and you could use like things that they know that we don't know type of thing but you can't keep like you say if you keep retconning then there's just no stakes right and the other thing is is that you know after the second time of we got to stop the terminator from killing and, and affecting the future it, it just becomes very redundant it's like we just keep sending somebody back <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you eliminate the time travel, then it becomes a tense story because it's do or die. But if you just keep sending somebody to start over, well, shit. This ain't going to never stop. Right. <laughs> I, but I mean, since the we Terminator the- 7, they sent the new Terminator back, and it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? You're a Terminator. A Terminator! Oh, no, I ain't no Terminator. <laughs> Coon, oh, Coon no, and, uh, no. Kevin, can you stop the? <laughs> I can see you now. Help me, <laughs> nigga! Oh Lord! Help, Help me, me. Help you. Come with me if you want to live. Nah, oh. nah, nah, I can see it now. The Terminator's coming. He's like, no, help me. I don't need, I don't need that spill. Help me. Let's go. Or if it's not yeah. Kevin Hart, the Terminator killer that they send back to the past is Tiffany Haddish. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she changing the stuff. She's doing all her stuff. Where is he? I want to know where I'm looking for John Connor. Oh, Jeez. Or no, even better, just for you, big sexy. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Leslie Jones. <laughs> What's happening, John? My nigga, I'm coming here to to protect you, my nigga. They they gonna come and go, come and get for you. Uh, uh, I'll be like, I got, I'm out of here. 
It would actually be probably hilarious. I mean, it would just be so absurd. It probably would be funny. I, that's what. That's probably where. Maybe that's the next place to go for the franchise. I mean, they done done all the action. It's like, man, we can make this movie for damn near half the budget. <laughs> We're just gonna play it as a comedy with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh God. Tracy Morgan is John Connor. <laughs> oh. He's so dumb. He's smart. <laughs> I, I can't. The Terminator came back to save him. You come back to save me? What, boss? I, I mean, how's he be talking? Oh, I can't even do it. Thank God. Oh. And he would be mugging for the camera oh, like he yeah, always man. does. Oh, no. That would be hysterical. Oh. No, y'all ain't gonna kill, ain't gonna kill my mama. Y'all ain't gonna kill my mama. Not my, my, my mama, Sarah Connor. And Sarah, yeah, Sarah Connor. Actually, Sarah Connor would be Tiffany Haddish. Not, oh, not, Lord. not my baby. You coming from the future? Did I win the lottery? What the lotto? <laughs> Produced by Tyler Perry. Tyler, Tyler Studios buys the rights to Terminator. <laughs> Tyler Perry presents Medea versus oh, Terminator. There you, go. there you go. Tyler has so much money, he bought up all the properties. He bought the aliens and the French. He's going to bring them into Medea verse. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> come, come with me, Medea. Hail to the night. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her going through all those guns. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is some bullshit right here. They can do that. He's like, I'll be back. Period. <laughs> Not, you gonna be back like Jesus? Not my Jesus. Uh, Tied in with some Christian. Oh, Jesus. I know Q is shaking his head right now. <laughs> Uh, that would be hilarious. Tyler said, shit, I got to get in on this superhero thing. I'm surprised cats like haven't like, I mean, yeah, Black Panther is dope, but I mean, if some black uh, creator didn't get with some of these guys and like, you know, make our own superhero movie and get this bag. I'm surprised we have, maybe we will see that. I think the door's wide open for me. It'd be like an independent movie. Superhero, person of color, if you guys say it like that, and it was the shit. Whoa, this is an independent movie that broke. Then I'm broken to the superhero game. Now all the movies have to have this independent aesthetic. Marvel's done. I can see that happening, actually. I can see that happen. People want that something different. And they've had all that. You know, they got tired of the bombastic epics, and they want that. You know, that gritty or that more realistic style superhero thing or something. It was an art film. It was it was heralded by the Oscars and all that. And because they was they were circle jerking and everybody else, oh I gotta go see that too. Oh it is this is the greatest thing. I don't want to see Marvel no more. I can see that shit started. And I'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the party, pal. We had that many superman We just shitted on it. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to talk real quick, man, and bring up this other movie. 
It's a movie called Strange Days. It's a mm-hmm. movie from 1995. Um, I remember when it came out. I, I remember going to the movies to see this. I was so hyped to, to see this movie. It's a movie set in the future. Well, it was set in 1999, getting ready to cross into 2000. Um, but it was like, it, it, it reminds me of today's world. You know, there's the militaries in the streets. There's riots going on upheaval um and this takes place in la and essentially the story is about this guy uh he's played by was it ralph finnens i've been corrected on this <clears throat> gentleman's name it's pronounced rafe fines rafe fines i've heard i don't know how you get a rafe out of ralph but hey yeah, I, yeah. you know so, so that that is let alone the, the, the type of cats that would do something like that when you read his name it says ralph Thank this, you. But this motherfucker take Shit. no. It's Rafe. Well, okay. <laughs> did you want, uh, you know, did you want two percent milk or did you want the, you know, it's like one of them type of cats, right? So R- Rafe Fiennes stars in this movie, uh, but as as does Angela Bassett, Tom Sizemore, Juliet Lewis. Well, Ralph's character Leno or Lena Lenny Lenny Nero, he's like a a. a he uh, doesn't deal drugs, but he deals these virtual reality clips, essentially. And there'll be like people robbing a store, or having sex, or just wild shit. But when you play it back and you hook and jack into this thing, it's like you're living it out. So that's what he does. He sells, a, he's, you know, black market, kind of slimy type of dude, be in the clubs, you know, selling these to rich people, business people that come into town. And sort of the premise of the movie is there's this woman is being chased by the cops and they're trying to kill her, but she's uh, a person who makes these tapes for Lenny. So he'll have people do stuff and record it and he sells it. Right. So she's trying to get to him to give him this tape. And she's like, man, they're after me. And he's like, what the hell is going on? She ends up getting killed by these cops and Lenny has this tape. He doesn't know what's on the tape. But what's on the tape, if it is exposed to the public, as I don't want to ruin the movie, it would like, it would, you know, it would be like on some Black Lives Matter, it'd be on some writing in the streets, plus it's about to be the year 2000, so it would just, you know, blow up the spot. And this is a, you know, very like racially, on some levels, a racially charged movie, um, but it's also, you know, a very cyber- uh, cyberpunk thriller movie. Uh, it's it's a really good movie. I I always I've always loved this. I want to say James Cameron wrote the screenplay for this, and you can kind of see his kind of style. I think it was directed by his wife. Uh, but when it came out, they shit it up, you know, because it was a it's a very sexual movie. It's a dark movie, and again, it puts the cops in a certain light in the movie. And I think this movie also this movie comes off the heels of Rodney King. And that whole thing, and in, 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 in that, you can feel the spirit of that in this movie. So I can see why they panned it because it was probably hitting me. They was probably feeling guilty as fuck watching this. Like, who let him make this? <laughs> uh, but I think it's a great movie. Shamefully, it's not on any streaming platform. It's never been released on Blu-ray in America. So I had to buy a damn near used DVD uh, to get this one. You? Yeah, it's the only way I can get the movie. Mr. 4K? Mr. 4K. It looks great on my TV. I had to, it's so funny when I play it, 
it, it's like a small little rectangle box. Like, I don't know if this is in 480 or something. So I have to like zoom it out to fit the full screen. <laughs> but I mean, it still looked good. But I was like, wow, this is crazy. But uh, what a timely movie. Boy, if this movie gets on Netflix, I'm sure this would be on the top 10 because people are going to be like, well, I've never seen this shit. Like, whoa. And, it, you know, it has, the, it has the, the, the black activist rapper dude, you know, the, the, the manager, slimy manager type dude. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, and then Angela Bassett is badass in this movie. She plays like a, a, a chauffeur, but she's like a kick-ass chauffeur ready to get it popping and busting guns. Uh, yeah, man. It's got great music performances and stuff. Uh, this is a, it's a good movie. If you can find it, definitely check it out. It's well worth it. Jericho One lives, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so... Strange Days, definitely recommend it. Also, uh, there's a new movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, what is that? that movie called? Without Remorse. Without Remorse. Have you seen this one? Yep, I did. What'd you, <coughs> what'd you think about it? I thought it was good. Very good. The action was on. Okay. Nah, yeah, it was good. The action was over the top. I thought it was really great. Had me in, uh, enthralled with it. And the story, I don't know about it. I don't know. I feel like the last 20 minutes was kind of rushed. Like they were telling us, they did the setup. It was perfect. They got to the second act where they, they're going over to Russia and having to deal with all that. Great. But then that last 20, 30 minutes as they're wrapping it up, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. I got to just go with this. Yeah, it was... Um this is a Tom Clancy uh, movie or, or universe, I suppose you could say. Um, I thought it was great. I mean, to me, Michael B. Jordan, man, I was just sitting watching him in the movie. I was like, he's a very interesting, I mean, he's a dope actor. I mean, to me, I first remember him from The Wire. What was his name? Was it Wallace? Wallace. Yeah, <clears throat> Wallace. You know, he was a kid in that. And then, you know, just seeing him come up, man, and, you know, he got into, I think when he tapped into, uh, when he did Fruitville Station, that was that kickstart. Like, oh, this is Wallace. Like, he's serious. This is a serious actor. And then to see him sort of transform from that to he got on his, like, let me get on my superhero posture, <laughs> you know, alpha male, yoked out kind of style. And I'm just like, wow, it's very interesting. He's a, he's a serious actor, but he's also an action hero. You know, he can pull that off, right? He can pull off being a badass villain. Uh, and now he's playing a hero in this. And, I'm just, and then he had the movie with Jamie Foxx recently, with No Mercy. And that was a dramatic, serious. And I was like, man, he's a, this dude is ill. Like, he's a dope actor, man. Most if you think about it, the only thing I don't think he's done, at least I don't know, is maybe comedy. Now, he may have been in some more light, fair dating type movies, I think, but I just never seen them. But I was like, man, he's really doing some shit. Like, uh, just like my man Denzel. Denzel never went, he went for the action hero, but he went for the older type action. He didn't go like superhero yoked out. And yeah, because uh, Jordan, damn, he did Rocky. <laughs> he the new Rocky. I mean, right? Yep. So I mean, he's mm -hmm. like, he went from he's on some shit. Like he's 
He's dope, man. I, I think this movie was cool. Uh, I like it for it being at home. If I would have saw this in the theaters, I just didn't really like the ending of it. But exactly, he, yep. he, he can. He's definitely an action hero. He can be the hardcore action type dude, or he can be the villain, or he can be a dramatic actor. I just think this guy is super incredible. He just has to. I think he just needs another vehicle like a Fruitville, or even as good as he was in Black Panther, if he can get his own movie and have the mag, you know, that power that he had in playing Killmonger and it's his own movie, I think then he's going to blow, blow. Um, but he, he's on the cusp. Like, he's going to have that movie that's going to kill it. Okay, I'm not trying to give spoilers, but there's that one scene, Mark, you cool with me describing this? Go ahead. That one scene at the airport, I've never seen anything like that before. He's trying to track down this person that's responsible. Because uh, I mean, the story is, it gets popped off. Michael B. Jordan does goes on assignment, and then all of a sudden, the work that he he believes the work that he put in over there, it came back on him as they came back and hit him at his home. So he's tracking down the person that's responsible for killing. Thank you. Responsible for killing his uh, uh, wife and unborn child, and he gets into the the limo. Uh, no. He uh, hits the limo with the tow truck at the airport, oh, so he's finding right. everybody. Right. I know he gets uh. some gasoline, soaks <laughs> both cars, t- and lights a match and throws. And I'm looking like, damn, he's just gonna kill this motherfucker. I'm like, all right. No. He then walks up on the limousine, gets in the car with the gun, like, okay, who did it? And I was like, I'm like, like <laughs> it was crazy. I'd have been like, I that would have scared the fuck out of me. Like, no, aren't you, I'm like, aren't you supposed to leave him for daddy? Like, nah, I need some information. We and he's pretty much showing him like we both gonna go up unless you give me what I want. And I won't tell you how the scene is, but that was just wild. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, that you just reminded me. Yeah, because he there's something that happens to him that triggers all of this where he's to it's it, it's the point in all return. Like to me personally, I loved his attitude about and why he was going so extreme because he was. It's like this movie could have been just been called On Sight. Like, oh, y'all did this? <laughs> on Sight. Ain't even no conversation. I, I almost wish... No, see, the thing is, like, when he got out of the car at that, that scene, at the end of it, I was like, on one hand, if that was real, they'd have blew, his, they'd have blew him away. <laughs> but the movie would have been over. <laughs> right. But I was like, yeah, black, black person, you did some shit like that, <laughs> you'd be done. But I like that he was always on the edge of he could just end this shit right now and, and bust this person to do that. I like that tension. I wish there was a, maybe, I guess it ended this way. I just want, I wish like he was just, he could have got more like, nah, you know what? I'm not playing by the rules at all. I'm killing that person. Even, you know what I mean? Even if they, oh, they just told you, I don't care. Bah, bah. And he was, he was kind of like that. And, and to me, like the thing that happened to him yeah, his character should be straight Punisher, you know, Batman v Superman style Batman. Like, I'm not playing none of y'all. I'm not on-site busting. You know, you got one opportunity to answer the question, black, you know, or, and that's at the end of the, and at the end of the movie, he did do just like, a, yeah, I was like, hell yeah. Like, because they, they did that? I thought that was, I, that actually disturbed me at the beginning of the movie when I was watching it. I was like, first that's my baby, Laura London. Salute to you. You're looking good, pregnant style. 
And I'm like, they did that to the his his family. Ah, that's why. Uh, what's that one little the the little uh, white dude? He's kind of that little swarmy. I could, I can remember his name, but I, you know I, who I'm I talking. Know you're talking about yeah. I, yeah, and and I remember now he did smack the smack choke the shit out. I, I was like. He should have yeah. just beat me. Yeah. I was like, man, he really, that would have been the first person. I thought he was going to be the, I don't want to, but I was, in my mind, I was like, oh, that's the dude behind it. I was like, man, just bust him. I was like, yeah, let him, he should have just ran in there just busting him in his chest off the top. I don't even, even if you wouldn't have nothing to do with it, you had something to do with it. You got, yeah, Michael B. Jordan with that. Yeah. Uh, I see, now you got me rambling on it. He was ruthless in that. He should have been. He should have been more ruthless. And I can't imagine if they make that a series. He's the wrong one, man. And I, you know, as I was thinking at the end of it, I was like, I was like, man, you just lost everything. And now you sound and make it seem like he, yeah, he was like, I'm ready to start up a new squad. I was like, where's the no. Killmonger spirit? Who are you fighting for? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there was a part where he felt responsible. Like, I served this country and did this this ops and it came back not just on me but they went after my family yeah. so look at the guilt of that and then to find out what it really was all about yeah i mean i guess that that that, that relieved him just a tad bit but you know still he went through most of the movie pretty much believing that because he went over to there and did that that's why his wife and child was dead yeah man they, them cast is playing for keeps man that's that's some wild stuff. And I, was, I could tell that's where the movie was going in the beginning. I was like, oh, they about to really do these people dirty. And that one dude, was he like, he walked out of his house or something, with his, his family's house? Or he was going to work or something. Got in his car. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did him. Dirt. I was like, God damn. I couldn't imagine. You just, and that was your husband. You don't know what the hell was going on. No, no. One day, one day they got him with the van. The other one, they got him in the middle of traffic. Oh, that's right. They just yes. ran him down. Oh, they did him dirty. Damn. I was like, they didn't have to do it like that, did they? Like, it's so brutal. Yeah, that's, that's a wild job, man. To be, I was yeah, because like at the beginning they on their little secret operation. I was like, this is on some Call of Duty. And I was like, damn, Michael B. Jordan. I was like, you got to really be a certain type of dude to do a job like that. That's not some shit like, oh, I just got to go clock in and go to work. Like, no, you got to really love that shit. Like, dedicated. I'm putting my life on the line for this country. This is it's going down. I'm going into the extreme, extreme places, jumping out of. I was like, that's some wild. There's some wild people out there, man. That's super dedicated. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't wrap my mind. I'm a bitch. I'd be the last <laughs> the only way they'd have me out there force my black ass <laughs> right right <laughs> the super trap <laughs> I'm like god damn who would want to be in that situation well because you said you think that they're turning this into a series of films I'm like I, what do they do next where do they go next with that unless he's just the the mercenary that they call in the yeah to, well that's like, the Tom he's like, he's like the new A team or something like yeah that. well I, this this may be a series of books already written or based mm. off so because they meant remember he said Rainbow but then they did, I was like oh they're gonna say Rainbow Six but they didn't say the six I was like oh they're trying to kind of say this is the start of a oh, Rainbow oh that would be 
That would be kind of dope. Yeah. And then you got the Splinter Cell series as well. Yeah, yeah. It might be successful enough for Amazon to do another one. Yeah. Again, they need content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I was talking to my son earlier. I said, man, I was like, man, this is so weird. Like, we're watching Invincible and this Michael B. Jordan. I was like, this is from a company who started out selling books. All right, <laughs> 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 uh, look how large this thing is. This is crazy. I, I just went to Tom Clancy's uh, Wikipedia. So you got the Jack Ryan series, you got uh, Rainbow Six. Um, Splinter Cell, now I'm seeing, and then Ghost Recon. They got a lot there. Yeah. Especially if they can get those gamers in there to watch it. Is Tom Clancy, is that the same as um, the Harrison Ford movies? Yeah, yes. oh, same okay. character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jack Ryan. And then they, they got Ben Affleck to do that one movie, and now John, right. John Krasinski with that film. Mm-hmm. Wait, the well, division? No, it's, a, it's a TV series now on on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Jack Ryan. Yeah, that shit was the dope. division is Tom Clancy too. Yeah, oh yeah. Damn. Yeah, he got oh. all that shit. That's a dude who's got a big IP. Uh, it's like on the low, but if you look at it, he's got mad movies, TV series, games. I know they. I know they making a grip. Whoever own it, it's his family. I think he passed away. Yeah, he died in 2013. And, and, and I bet you they he still was only got 66. New, and they got new books coming out <laughs> all the time. Oh, you, you said they they uh, they going into the vault? <laughs> well, no, they just got they just got ghostwriters. They just ah uh, you know, oh. But that's what I'm saying. That IP they mm. they running that to the wheels fall off. Bro. Take notes, estate. It's <laughs> <laughs> joke. Yeah, please clear that up. <laughs> the purple I have be like, so Michael Dean is saying Ghost Rice and Princess? Well, he already put one book out of it. No, they, it um, just wasn't well, ghost written. They just told you straight up. He ain't write this. He wrote that part, and we're going to have somebody else write the rest. But anyway, uh, I'm just saying. But damn, that would be a. Yeah, Amazon, if they could lean into all that property, shh, that, whew, well, they probably a lot are, to go shit. there. Yeah. But um, what else? Um, oh, we never really. I don't think we ever talked about the end of Winter Soldier Falcon, did we? Hey, Lamar's life matters. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So we got the neck. We got the real Captain America now. It's Fal- you know, uh, what's his name in the show? I'm sorry. Sam. Sam. Sam, Sam Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know his last name for that. Yeah, it's official, man. He's out there. And he was so great. Marvel, they had the merchandise already ready. <laughs> I was like, oh, they got the Funko. And I was like, this is dropping the, the very same day. Like, they already was ready for this. Like, they about to, we might make a killing. They had the bed sheets. <laughs> you know, the, the, sh- the Cheerio box. Shit. You want you got you want a, a blanket set? We got the Captain America blanket set for the kids. But I think it's dope, man. I can't wait. Uh, I'm gonna get my little action figure, Sam Wilson. Now I'm now I'm now I'm rocking Captain America all day. Let's go. <laughs> Shoot, Wings. that my only nitpick of that finale was that ridiculously long soliloquy by Sam. 
pretty much, you know, saying Wee's Hall ain't so bad type thing. I was like, wow. I was just like, conspiracy <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> have you tried understanding where they're coming from? And you guys have the power to do it. So why can't y'all just help? I was like, oh my God, bro, <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I was just rolling my eyes the whole time. I'm like, your sister ain't, t- ain't got nothing in you just yet. She told you how it was. Yo, Isaiah, you you done met with Isaiah Bradley. You you still on this? We can if we just pull ourselves up at the bootstraps and you know put put stop sagging our pants. You know we gonna win the respectability politics type thing. And I was like, man, stop it, just stop. Uh, I mean, they gonna they gonna be. This, at the end of the day, it's still made for American audiences. It's not gonna be too clear. I didn't get that from what, what he was, but I can see how you would say that. As I'm not surprised by it. It's, it's supposed to end like that. He's not going to be, they're not going to have a Captain America who is against America. That ain't, ain't going to never happen. They'll toy with that in a story, but the end result is going to be a patriotic character. It is what it is. But, uh, no, I, I, just, I did love seeing uh, Mr. U.S. Asian still getting his ass handed to him trying to come up with that little bootleg ass shield i was like man like, crampled and smashed in <laughs> he had his own googie shoes that's what he came to the fight with i was like man stop it stop yeah, man, it what, don't, if it ain't wakanda it ain't you know it ain't gonna work man. that's why wakanda they are all the real ill shit you know the the original shield uh now we got the new Captain America based on Wakanda tech. I wonder, I wonder now, are they going to fight Captain America? Like whatever that government is, are they going to co-sign him? Or did they show that in the movie? I can't even remember if that was in. The nah, they didn't, they didn't even address him, but I mean, clearly it's like, what can they really do? He, the shield was given to him. It's not. It, and just like, what, what was her name? Uh, Mark, the, uh, uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus uh, character. Oh, Val Contessa, whatever the fuck. Yeah, she said it's it's that it doesn't belong to the government. It's a lot of gray area there, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Isn't that stolen vibranium? Just because you paint America on it, don't make it American. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Shit. The thing is, in the book, I don't think it was ever really revealed where that shield came from as far as elements hmm. they just showed up like here's what we worked on okay Interesting. but i do know it is part adamantium and part vibranium i do know that and since hmm. adamantium does not exist in the mcu as of yet i don't believe so I, they, they're calling it vibranium i wonder yeah that makes me wonder how they would introduce wolverine well, I guess he doesn't necessarily have to have vibranium. Well, his claws would be vibranium, right? His or, claws are adamantium. Or adamantium, I'm sorry. How would they introduce him then with the claws? Or, or would he have the bone claws? I wonder. What they should do is just quit dicking around, do it right, and tell the origin. So, look, we got some adamantium. This guy had some bone claws. Now he's got this. He works for us. We're Department H in Canada, and we're running shit. 
and then go from there. Did, did I hear something I saw online that talked? There's a rumor they might be doing a TV series of the Wolverine. Did what? you see that? Yeah, it was like a Disney no. Plus thing or something. Like it would be a TV series, which I don't know. <clears throat> I think about it because we've already had the origin movies. I could see them do it a Disney Plus TV show, Wolverine, and they do the origin there and build it up and then launch them into the movies or something. I don't know. You're starting well, I mean, the over. thing is that, yeah, I guess the thing is, is that with this series, we're seeing that they can do a series, I guess, to flesh out the character and build up to a film. So I, I'll be all for it. So kind of like give them time to explain you know, where they were doing everything else. This will give Marvel opportunity to go back to you know some animation and tell the story. You know, tell the story of him, you know, becoming Wolverine and then running into the Hulk and Wendigo, and getting his ass whipped and becoming Wolverine. Yeah, I think the only thing is. They would already have to know who they're going to cast for him in the movies if he did the animated one, because you'd have to look like him. Yeah. So they had to already had a decision to go, like, we're going to go with this guy. <laughs> but, yeah. They could do it. But definitely, I think that's... Yeah, I'm very... You know, I don't know how we got here, but very interested to see how they would introduce the X-Men into this thing. Even even Fantastic Four, I'm very curious to see how they introduce them into all of this they got already going on. I, to me, I feel the Fantastic Four is way easier to do than the X-Men Fantastic Four. It's simple, just, um, I guess maybe in the five years, they could have went into space or whatever and gotten their powers. I, I don't think that there's really any time. It's like whenever they get their powers, that's when they can become the Fantastic Four. That's true. It's just about, you know, now they got their powers, whereas the X-Men, since they're born with it, and then people are still going to want to tie Magneto to the Holocaust and how that all works. I think that could be the issue. And there'll be, you know, those, I think, in the Jewish community that are still would want Magneto to be Jewish since he has that tie to the Holocaust. So that kind of makes it hard. That's the only issue. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, it, you know, I'm always gonna push for Denzel as Magneto, and I just think that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be wow. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. On or, that. And or, before or, people complain, or, or Doctor Doom, I would say that too. And before people complain, there are melanated Jewish people. So let it go. So I would, and, and I would, I would personally would remove the whole Jewish aspect from it. But I could see how they would fight to keep that. But I, I would just say, take, right. I would take that out. Like he could be any, you know, he could tie it into the civil rights, or it would just be timely. You'd be like, okay, you you play like mutants are being persecuted. They, they would be your dog whistles to LBGT or to Asian or to black. I mean, anybody could identify what they're being discriminated against. It's not right. And here's a guy who was pushed to the brink, you know, he could, and Denzel could make it, could, can make that work where you would, you know, you'd root for him though. He's the bad guy. You know, he's done that. Like, it would just be, ah, uh, it would, it would, it would force the level of the game of, Whoever's in that movie with them, <laughs> like you going against Denzel? 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel you know. I'd want, uh, I'd like to see Denzel taking on Doctor Doom. The only problem is, is that um, aren't Reed and Doom supposed to be the same age? And I'm quite sure that they probably want to go with someone, uh, you know, early thirties. Yeah, yeah. And see, if they get Doom right, everything else will fall into place. But you've got to get Doom right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's- yeah, whoever their next bad guy is, you got a lot to live up to with Thanos. So they got to introduce something. Now, and Josh Brolin did the damn thing as Thanos. I got to give it up. You know, I real quick, agree. let me say this about Josh Brolin. I just started watching that W movie where he plays George Bush Jr. And yeah, I had, he did do a good job. And, and I had never seen him really in much of anything other than the Avengers stuff. So it's so weird to me watching. I'm like, what the? F-? And I'm like, and Thanos, he done came to Earth and just like infiltrated the Bush family. This shit is crazy. <laughs> I can't not see him as Thanos. He's supposed to, I don't see him as George W. Bush. I, I see him as Thanos. I'm like, this is funny to me. But, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, I forgot my train of thought. Sorry, sir. <laughs> my bad. Well, we were talking about Dr. Doom. And being the same age as Reed. All right. Um, but yeah, man. You got to get that arrogance of Doom because mm. that's what makes him Doom. If you look at some of the John Byrne stuff with I uh, and Fantastic Four, captures it perfectly. Who are the villains right now in the Marvel Universe that we have? Um, well, we're supposed to be getting Kang, who... No, I'm talking about just who they have right now. Right now, we got Zemo. We got... Uh, damn, who is else out there? What's the, what's uh, the man saying? Claw, did he die? Did they kill Claw? Who's Claw? I think, yeah, I think he did die, didn't he? In uh, Black Panther. Oh, Killmonger? Oh, Claw, Claw. Claw. Yeah, they killed Claw, yeah. yeah. Um, they pretty much... Uh, we got Vulture... Um, they oh, killed Mysterio. Right. Yeah. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! Did they kill Mysterio? Well, I mean, what's her name? Uh, what's what's the the glasses said that what he was seeing was real and that he did die? I mean, hopefully they got a body. They had the person there, so I mean, we'll find Mysterio out. Mysterio, we're talking about. You never know. Yeah, um, yeah. octopus yeah. is still alive. You got Baron Baron Modo. Is that the guy from oh, Doctor Strange? He's coming back too. Yeah, yeah. I heard he's so coming yeah, back. Him. And that's the what's uh, the witch lady? Uh, Demamo, the witch lady from uh, Agatha. Agatha. Agatha yeah. Harkness. You got Dormammu, but I mean, I'm personally, I'm I'm not really feeling wanting to see Dormammu do anything. I disagree because depending on where the now, I don't want to see Dormammu kill Doctor Strange three because two. It's going to be all about multiverses and all that. But I can see him doing something with Dormammu. Because that way you get to clear. If they want to introduce clear. I'm cool. Nah. <laughs> uh, of, the new, of the new stuff that we've seen, I'm trying to think. There's no like underlying behind-the-scenes person pulling the strings yet that... Or is there? I don't well, know if we can see. Well, that. Oh, that's right. We got the uh, the power broker Sharon Carter. That that got that reveal. Okay. See, I'm oh, glad and you then, said that because Anthony put this in my head, and I've been running with it. 
Sharon Carter might be a scrum. And this might be setting up secret invasion. Yeah, I was just about to mention we have the scrolls or, you know, the offshoots there that they might have. A secret invasion is coming. But so far they've just shown the scrolls to be the good guys, right? Or... Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. My ass. They're the scrolls. Well, we'll see how it goes. Because, you know, historically that's... Oh, you got the... the uh, is it the Cree? The Cree. They're running around too. Yeah. Yeah. Although the Cree are the Cree the ones where uh, the Power Stone was at that Thanos uh, destroyed? That was Xandar, which would give us Nova, possibly. Okay, and then you got what are those those gold people that are building him? Uh, Adam Warlock. Okay. Adam Warlock. No. Okay, we were led to believe that Guardians of the Galaxy Two took place in 2014 and now it's what 2023 so where the hell has Adam Warnock been? Probably chilling in the soul stone. Because Warlock in the books doesn't come out until Thanos comes out. Well I mean but remember but in the MCU they remember at the end of Gar- of uh, Volume 2 they were creating him? Yeah. 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 I guess they're just still building everything up again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write secret information. All right. Yeah. Scrolls ain't about shit. Never have been, never will be. All right. Any other uh, other topics to bring up? Do we want to get into Micaiah Bryant and all of that mess? I'm not familiar with that. Uh, the the teenage girl that was shot by the police as she was in a fight. Oh right, uh, wielding a knife. <laughs> yeah. Why are you putting extras on it? Is that not what happened? Uh, yes, that's that's what has been alleged. Have you seen the video? I, I saw the video, but I mean, I'm not Is a white <laughs> Look at who over there scratching whack, uh, sandpaper? <laughs> Sanding down yeah, the desk. We're trying to have a we're trying to have a serious de- conversation. Here. I know, but it's hard. Shh, 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 shh. Man, dang! Have an itch he's on, your, on his salsa. Or shake his percussion. Or something. <laughs> 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 yeah. Not in the feelings. Not in the feelings. I need a man with <laughs> discordivity. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what were we, we talking about? Micaiah Bryant. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this it was the same day that they came down with the George Floyd verdict. Um, Apparently, she called the police saying that these people were trying to fight, and I guess she got tired of waiting, and she took the fight to them. And sadly, the police officer showed up and uh, shot her as she was uh, attacking someone, attacking both of them. I'll say this: this is it's an this is it's a tragedy. First of all, uh, we're talking about kids, and it's a tragedy. So that's 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 the top of it. Uh, I think I come to find out now that was some sort of foster home situation or something. 
That's always a, a, yeah. a, a sad thing unto itself. So they're away from parents in the state or whatever. So you already, that's a bad, you know, it's an un, un good place. Some for, you know, I mean, it's not a place we want a kid to be. Uh, without going into the, you know, should he have shot and this and that part of it, you know, this is, I'm going to look at it as a parent to say, this is why, man, we got to teach our kids to not be getting in the fights or to understand how things can escalate. And you may think it's just going to be a simple this, but it could turn out to be something where one of y'all ain't coming home. And it's a sad thing, too, when you you start out as, you know, allegedly you start out as being the victim of something. And then you call for backup. <laughs> you call the police, what we train people to do. And then you kind of get the better of your attackers, I guess. And in a split second, you become the person you call the police to help you. You know what I mean? Like, they, you're that person when they pull up. And you were the one who called for help. But because of the situations can go, they don't know. And then you become the threat, right? Uh, and again, that could, it could happen to anybody. You could be in a situation where there's somebody that's trying to attack you and you call for help, right? But what happens, I don't know, maybe it was a blessing that you got the drop on them. And then when the police do come, they gun you down. That's a tragedy. It could have been, there's a conversation to say, well, if the police officer didn't do this, it would have, should have stabbed up this other person and she could have died. Yes. Or the conversation, he didn't have to shoot her like that. He could have tased or he could have uh, shot her on the leg, shooting four times, you know, all of this type of stuff. Definitely there's, there should be some conversation about that. But, you know, these are the conversations you have. And after the fact, right, the, the tragedy is that the kid died and she, she, she got gunned down. So, I, you know, it's just sad. Like I said, there's hooded shitters on both sides. But that's why we got to be super aware of shit we get, get ourselves into or what. Yeah, this thing could spiral out of control. That's why, you know, uh, if, if we had order, it wouldn't be some kids trying to attack another kid. That makes another kid have to fight back, which leads into somebody getting killed. You know, I, I'm sure those kids that was attacking her probably didn't think like, oh, we're going to kill her. You know, I'm sure I don't think they was like coming to kill her. They might have been, I'm going to beat that bitch's ass. But just as simple as I'm going to beat that bitch's ass, how it can escalate into some stuff. Imagine being the kid who was about to get stabbed and you was one, and allegedly you were the one started the fight. And now you got to live with that for the rest of your life that you got a girl killed. And it's on mm-hmm. tape to play back yeah. over and over. Your name will be associated with, even if nobody else knows about it, you know about it. And as you get older and hopefully wiser, you're going to have to wrestle with that on your spirit to know it. I ended a girl's life 30 years ago. Who knows what she could have been? I had a, I, and I was handed that. 
and it became a whole big thing. But but it and it, and the the officer was wrong, but it all happened because of what I decided to do. You got you got to live with that. That's some oh, I can't even imagine, let alone being the parent of the child that got killed. God, my baby's gone. She she's a good she. You know what I mean? Like we didn't wake up that morning thinking that was gonna happen. And now I gotta sit here and fight about it on, on the new, you know, everybody talking about it. They got an opinion. My daughter ain't coming back. So I, that stuff is just, it just, it just hits me too hard. I'm just like, ah. I, I always think, man, what if it happened to me? I don't know what, I, I don't know what I, I just can't even imagine if something happened to my kids and that was my kid that happened? Ah, man. I'd probably be on some Michael B. Jordan. Just, ah. Anybody would say anything. Get me. But anyway, I don't, I don't even want to speak that into this. Ample, you're you trying to cut in my bag. Go, go ahead. No, no, I don't have anything else to add. As you were saying, just a, a huge tragedy overall. And <clears throat> I hope one of the other things that comes of this is that they take a look at the foster care system. Because a lot of people are saying, where were the adults in this situation? Apparently, uh, Makai call the police because this was this is this was like a, a recurring thing where these girls were coming over trying to fight them and where was the protection for her and yes we don't know everything but what is being reported is that she that these these girls came to fight her i don't know what instigated it but it should not be allowed to happen there should have been some adults to to squash this to stop this from occurring and i have to look at you know the foster home and the foster care system that okay you you are taking these wards of this these uh, wards of the state you're earning an income from it but you're not protecting them from this type of incident i i just that's just bad all the way around and i hope they take a look at that to ensure something like this doesn't occur again yeah yeah man this I can't imagine. Imagine you're the parent of the girl who was about to get stabbed on the video, right? And you have to sort of say, well, the cop did the right thing. He's protecting my daughter. But, the, but again, you know, allegedly, that your daughter caused it. <laughs> That's a heavy sh And you know, because mm -hmm. of those actions, another parent they don't get to get their daughter. But luckily, your daughter is fine. But you would know as a parent that you, your child made a decision that took another person's child. And you have to, I, I was going to say, I, I, I would have to, you have to be in therapy, man. Like this, and, and they may be on that, you know, well, the cop did the right thing type of thing. And, and, and they beat, you know, they're going hard for that. But I know like later on, once they get off of that, whole adrenaline and you know i'm right there dude, right there they gonna be in they they gonna be in they feelings on that like yo unless they just don't give a fuck about nobody else but any rational person that's gonna be some heavy shit to sit on you after all of the notoriety is gone and you and you kind of hear of it over the years or when one of your grandkids or some kids gonna ask grandma but is that that's your name and i looked it up it said something about some kid got shot i mean oh Cause that shit's gonna, you know what I mean? They're gonna look at your name, gonna come up, you're gonna come up. It was a oh, big, big decision where they shot them. Yeah, that was my son. He, he the one shot him. Oh, 
Okay, Grandma. I, that's why I, said, I feel for all of these people, man, the, 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 the people doing the shooting, of course, all the victims, but the, all the, the little kids of the person who did the shooting, who ain't got shit to do with it, but that's on their name going forward. And maybe we're going to ask the question later. Oh, your dad's the one who shot or had his knee on such and such. Ugh. Ooh. Damn, we don't think yeah. about it like that, but that's going to be a generational curse like a motherfucker, man. Woo. I can't even imagine what them kids going to have to deal with. The, the, the kids of George Floyd, what they going to have to deal with. That's going forward. That's Hopefully their names, and it seems like it will be elevated to the point of, a, you know, man, salute to George Floyd. You know, it's going to be named for, and that's, I'm sure a lot of people, oh, he don't deserve it. I'm talking about how it's going to play out for the kids and, and his family going forward. Hopefully they don't have to live in shame about it. You know, that don't solve nothing to nobody. So hopefully we can find some kind of, oh, he, he, you know, he may have had his issues in life, but now it's going on to inspire some change. We can make a good thing out of a terrible thing. I feel like I'm on my church shit. Please calm down. Dude, we're supposed to be talking about some pop culture. But anyway, we were talking about some Marvel. And uh, what else we got? Oh, there was, there was another thing I was going to bring up. Yeah, slipped my mind. Oh, I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, there was a big uh, decision regarding Robotech and Macross. Uh, Harmony Gold, and I think the other company is Big West. I could be wrong, but uh, I think Big West had the rights to Macross, and Harmony Gold has the rights to Robotech. And Robotech, I believe, cannot ever be released outside or into Japan. And Macross could not have been released into the American market, and it never has been. But now these two entities have decided to make an agreement and come together to distribute Macross and Robotech worldwide and open the doors for more releases of Macross into the States and vice versa. It also opens the doors to allow Sony, because Sony holds the rights to Robotech, uh, it has allowed Sony now, they can actually put the upcoming live action movie in Japan because before they were not going to be able to, to release it there. So now that opens the door for that, which is going to open the door for them to push forward with this movie. And I can't wait because I am a super fan of Robotech. I love Macross as well. Uh, but I can't, I, I will say they should be doing movies of this shit. There needs to be new animated stuff released in the States of this. And now we finally, after damn near 40 years, it seems like you know, the door is open for this. Uh, so I'm just so hyped. Uh, are you guys familiar with Robotech or, or Macro? Yep. Right. I'm familiar with it. I've never seen it all the way through. You know, I've seen it here and there. I know some of the characters by name. I've tried to watch it on, I think Amazon has it or yeah. Netflix. One of them has it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's definitely a serial story, yeah. so you got to watch from the beginning, or you, or you're just gonna be lost, you know. So what I've seen, I do like. <clears throat> and if they're gonna do like a a re-release and keep it in a sequence, I'm all in. Absolutely, and you know the great thing, the, the interesting thing about Robotech, and I was telling this to my son the other day because I explained to him, it is essentially three 
unrelated anime series brought to America and written as if it's one epic saga. Uh, uh, the gentleman's name is Carl Mack, or Carl Mark, uh, the gentleman who ended up writing the, the Robotech story and piecing all three of these shows together. Um, uh, the, the first one, the property was Macross. The second property, ah, I can't remember what it Southern Cross. Southern Cross. Southern Cross. And the third one was Mesopita Genesis or something like that. <laughs> but they're unreal. You know, and I was telling my son, I was like, it would be like if they took the first season of Attack on Titan and then they took the uh, first season of One Punch Man and then the third season of my Hero Academia, and they brought those to America and they tied them all as one show and tried to explain like why it looks different. That's what they did with Robotech. Like you, in Japan, you would be looking at that like, that was the most ridiculous. Those shows ain't got shit to do with each other. What are they doing? But for me in America, I just knew Robotech, so I had no idea they were unrelated. And the, the brilliant thing is the job that Mark or Carl did, it did work. Like it spawned its own, you know, series of merch and timeline and stuff, but it'd be great to get um, the original Macross, and there's a lot of sequels to Macross that we never got to really see. So uh, I'm super excited, man. I can't wait. And it's one of those, you know, landmark uh, properties in Japan. Like, there's a lot of respect on Macross over there and a lot of great stuff. So... Super excited. I, I, I want to see a, a Blu-ray release of the original Macross. They, they did that in Japan years ago. But of course, I never got over here. But anyway. We all know you want the 4K. <clears throat> oh, I would love it. I would love it. Of course. Of course. But, uh, yeah, man. So I'm excited. You know, uh, there's another. Uh, I, I don't know the name of it, but there's a new anime that just came out on Netflix. The, the Black Samurai. Yasuke? Yep. I yeah. started watching that. I started watching it too. I was like, okay. This is not bad. <laughs> this is crazy. I love that they make shows like that. Like, they take it serious. Definitely. Anime and manga has come a long way in the States, man. Because I remember back in the day, if you was in the anime, you had to go to like Suncoast Video or some video store and... <laughs> <laughs> and just see what was the new release. You didn't really know what, what it was. And like, oh, this is a new videotape. Let me go ahead and get this. And that's the only way you could watch the shit before the internet. You know, it was you had to be a, yeah, you had to be a geek to, to be all into the it wasn't mainstream like it is now in America. So this is great. Like they you know Netflix jumped in on anime with two feet in and started going in on it and bringing shit and Funimation kicked in hard. Yeah, anime is taken real serious in the States now. That's, that's dope to me. Dope, dope, dope. And I would recommend anybody to go check out Akira, man. That's one of the dope. That's a, that's a landmark movie, period. Go ahead and uh, get the clowns ready. There you go. I've tried. I've, tr I've gotten 30 minutes into Akira. I just cannot finish Tapped it. out. It's, a, it's yeah. not a great, I, you know, it's not a... Uh, easy movie to get into you know i had problems when i saw it in the theater i was like god this isn't that good 
story wise, but it's good to me for because of other things. So I am not mad at you not being able to watch it, but I, I say it's still a very influential sci-fi. Visually, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely amazing. The soundtrack's amazing. The the English dub is amazing, and the Japanese one is amazing. I mean, it's just like the movie is incredible to me. I could just turn it on and turn the sound off and have it playing on TV, and just like, wow, that's an animation. <laughs> and you can see how they're influenced by the Disney animation technique. You know, the really full animate stuff. And you don't ever really see that in anime because they don't, they don't go to that level. But yeah, it's a, it's a piece of work. It's a, it's a piece of art. For sure. Um, but anyway, time we got here. Is there any other topics? No, there's probably a ton of stuff. Didn't they just have the Oscars or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, People were hella pissed at how it ended. Um, they pretty much were leading. T- I guess the Oscars believed that Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Actor. And they switched around the presentation. Like normally they end with Best Picture. This year they ended with uh, Best Actress and then Best Actor. And, you know, people were thinking, you know, Chadwick's going to win. That's why they're doing this. They ended up announcing Anthony Hopkins, who was not there. And the Twitterverse was pissed. Because mm. everybody expected to be chatted with both. Yeah, and the other thing is they felt that they were um, using his uh, using his memory to you know increase ratings, which ended up failing because apparently they were down 50%. And then they ended up creating a NFT of Chadwick Boseman and gave it out to everyone that was in attendance. And I just laughed at that, like, wow, they really was banking on Chadwick winning. (laughs) And white society lets you down every time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) White society's problem. (laughs) Hey, that's who voted for Anthony Hopkins over Chadwick. I mean, listen. I I I sympathize with the actors, directors, writers, just the people that make movies. That's a this is a big deal for them. This is their you know this is an organization that is built to spotlight uh, people in that industry. So that's the I, I would imagine aside from a check, that is the highest level of uh, degree of of merit in that industry so it is a big deal for i I get that um and it's and so i I find it it's unfortunate because if you're in that industry yeah that that means a lot to get an oscar and it's unfortunate that i guess there's just not enough people in the voting positions who are just not going to vote for what is similar to them or you know what i mean like just don't know of stuff outside of their comfort level um and just like in a lot of corporate business type of things the the result of those rewards are no no surprise to me um because it's ran by the same type of people and it's not that they're doing it i'm gonna i want to think they're not doing it on some you know 
racist, outright racist type thing, but I just think they're going to go for what they know. And regardless of what it may seem like on the, the quote unquote culture and how it is viewed online, there's that world, but then there's the other real world <laughs> or the people who make the decisions. They don't care about what that other world thinks about. And so for them, oh, that's Anthony Hopkins. He's older now. You know, he's been in the game. He's solid. We ain't really showed him. We're going to pick him off. What do you mean? I mean, that's our guy. He's, he deserves this, which he does, right? But at the same point, normal people who are the, probably the actual customers of this stuff, for them, it's out without question that Chadwick Bozeman would be the guy. Like, are you serious? Like, that is, it's the expected thing, and he's put in the work. But again, they don't care about, they don't care about, they never have cared about that in the Oscars, in my opinion. They always pick the movies that they think are great. They're not going by the commercial, Pop culture, tr- yeah. you know, thoughts or designs. So, I, so from a viewer, I hope you're not surprised. They never did pick what you like, but I'm just, I'm just more, you know, I feel for the people in the industry who feel like they're getting slighted. I can imagine, yeah, it, it's a big deal. And, I hope, and like I said, hopefully they can get into positions of power if, if they want to make that industry change. It's the only way they're going to do it because pleading with them year after year obviously it don't make no difference. They're going to vote on code. <laughs> this, they, you know, this is their thing. It's, it is what it is. Um, so. um, the other big winners was uh, the, the director of Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, um, she won Best Director, Nomadland, won Best Picture. I watched that film. It's it's definitely an interesting and captivating film to watch. Did you watch it before or after the Oscars? Uh, I watched 75% of it before and then the last 25% after. I was like, oh yeah, I need to finish that. Well, I mean, oh, I guess, did you watch it because you know it was nominated or you had heard about it before? Uh, because it was nominated. Okay. Was not, that was what made me uh, go watch it. And Frances McDormand, she's one of the greatest actresses that's been. It's three Oscars now, which puts her up in the, the elite status of uh, is Nat Daniel Day-Lewis and Tom Hanks with those multiple awards. And it was a it was a good performance. I wouldn't say great and Oscar winning, but hey, I don't have a vote. Um, but, you know, just to me, it just seemed like, yeah, that's, that's one of those Oscar bait films. And that's what it ended up getting. Uh, the other one, which now has a little bit of controversy, is that I, I think uh, you, you had a chance to take a look at it too, Mike, after I mentioned it, was uh, the best the uh, winner for best uh, original short, Two Distant Strangers. Oh, the yeah. one about the black man living, being shot by a police groundhog day. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get a chance to watch that? I did, absolutely. And uh, uh, now that I saw that this may have been stolen from somebody else, uh, Wow, I don't know what to think, but and I because I remember that little short uh, comedy. It, it, I think it might have been like an Instagram video, one of those kind of like with the Big John M. Not with them, but that's what I, it just I reminded me oh, of. Okay, the short. interesting, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Wow. So like when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this is funny as hell. I didn't realize it was from 2016. I thought it was from last year, but I know I had seen this. And when I saw Two Distant Stranger, I was like, I remember this. Okay, it's pretty dope. For me. The 
it, it kind of when he was a uh, spoilers spoilers everyone mark i know you probably haven't seen it either when the cop was giving him the ride home i kind of was thinking in my head like oh are you kidding me you, you you playing on you know what you're playing on when you want the white people to understand what we're going through you you know you getting black people emotional because no matter what this brother's doing he just keeps getting accosted by the cop and ended up dead so when he had him in that car and they were bonding i just was like i don't want this shit especially after the dude just been killing him mm. and then when he got out that car and old boy started clapping it was like yeah now nah, i'm gonna kill you <laughs> anyway i was like that was a head bust he was like no nah, i'm in this i know what's going on and i'm enjoying this shit. see you tomorrow <laughs> i was like that shit was like what the fuck? Yeah. so i give him props on on that and i did not see that coming and i was like whoa and it had me heated too because i'm like this motherfucker is getting off on this shit. and so because it had you thinking that they were going to humanize him and once he understands with the trauma the white man's going to change it was like nah 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 <laughs> yeah he played that role good too too good <laughs> you know Way i too good. it was um I, I, I thought the movie was well done. Let me say that. And actors, great. That dude was a rapper? That was the Joey, yeah, Joey Badass? Badass? I had heard yeah. his name many times. I had no idea who he was. Uh, he was great. Everyone acted. It was well made. The, the thing is, the way it ends, at first I was like, what's the point? I'm just going to keep trying. <laughs> I was like, what's the point? But then... When it starts to do what it does at the end, I realized, I said, I get the point of this. And just like I thought about that show, Them, I said, well, I don't know. I guess it depends who this is made for or who watches this. For me, I find, it, it, I find that movie to be uh, super depressive, depressing. Uh, without hope uh it's so it, it's so crushing popcorn it's 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 so slickly made and they're lovable they, you, you want to love that guy and all of this and it's d defined bad guy but because of the ending except for for a lot of some you know for me watching that that's a re that can be a yeah that's that's reality so it's basically telling me you're doomed. And I just say, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend anyone watching this. See, it's, it's an interesting thing, and I think it's a very clever. You're watching it over and over as you're watching the movie. But it'd be one thing to watch the movie over, which it, I don't know if they know what they're doing, but I was like, ah, it's as disturbing as I think this movie is. I was going to say it's so much disturbing. It would be disturbed to watch it twice but you're actually watching it numerous times as you watch the movie. And, and it's the same outcome every time. I say, like, God, this, this is a depressing fucking movie. Now, for some people that may watch this, it may be a very guilt-stricken or I can't believe it is this bleak type of message. And I, could, I, could, I dig that. It can maybe wake some people up. But I think it's, just, it's so, for certain people, it is, it's basically just letting you know it don't matter what you do. You're gonna die, and I have a problem with that. <laughs> like, that's 
but the, the, and that's the sad reality. Like the, the the movie is not lying. That's the thing. It's a sci-fi. It's putting a mirror to the to the viewer, which I think sci-fi is supposed to do. It's just that there's no hero. Like you you want to see a you know the hero rise, and there's no hero rising here. That you know. No, and I was just like, God damn, this is not a fan, but it's not a fantasy. This is a reality. So, and now that now I know that they stole this movie, excuse me, that even makes it even more kind of like, ah, come on, man. Why would you steal that thing? It's already like horror, you know, it's torture porn. But now it's like, then you actually stole that. I don't know. That's, I'm like, how did they, how could they have not just gone to the person and say, hey, we want to do this again and just right. expose. And now this, because I didn't, I showed you, I posted that video you saw it. I'm thinking, okay, now, now this I amplified it. All right. And then when you see that they're attached to the short, I'm like, yeah, that's the part that I was gay. like, okay, they must, and maybe we're not getting the whole story from her. Cause that just seems like a bold move on their part and they don't think that's gonna come back to them I just don't it doesn't make sense to me if i stole somebody's idea like that and it and i see that it's about to you know oh we're getting oscar nominated then we win an oscar and we're gonna do a deal with netflix before they did that deal i hope they had went to her and said can you sign this and here's your check because they're just opening themselves up to so much foolish, foolishness it don't make any sense to me <laughs> it would be blatant then but, uh, I don't know if you can give her credit after the fact and she get a piece of that Oscar, which I think she should, if so. But wow, Hollywood's a cold-ass game. He's probably, still doing this shit. And it would probably be smart for Netflix to say, you know what? Go ahead and just cut her a check so we can get this out of the way. Because we don't, we don't, we, now this is our shit. They, they bought it, right? So they're like, you know what? We should have did our due diligence. Let's go and take the L. It ain't, this ain't nothing. This small time, you know, we got bigger fish to fry. Before it turned into some social media, us against them type shit. And, it, and, and, and she was Asian lady, right? Yep, I was just I'm about to say, say that. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and cut them. I would already be already be in the, in the boardroom like, nah, nah, you don't want to do it. Trust me. Kamala and Joe just signed that bill. Yeah. Nah, yeah, nah. He ain't getting on that summer chance screen. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Not or this ain't the battle. This ain't the one to fight. Mm -mm. They they gonna flip this. Uh, yeah. yeah. So something else I watched on uh, Netflix, which I think is gonna you can put our conspiracy brother hat on. Uh, Anthony Mackie had another film drop, Synchronic. Yeah, you know what? That movie has been on VOD for a while. But the cover looks so weird. On the cover, he's not on the cover, so it looked like some weird uh, inner self type movie or something. But right. it looks like it's some uh, groundhog type alternate reality shit, right? Yeah. Um, Do you see it? I haven't watched it yet, so don't spoil it. Like, don't go ahead. And well, I, I just you know do my best to uh, you know do the setup. Matter of fact, I'm gonna walk away for. Two I'm minutes. Not anything. No, no, oh, but I gotta go to the bathroom anyway. So <laughs> I just playing it off. <laughs> so Anthony Mackie, he plays a uh, uh, EMT, and he keeps getting called out to all of these different uh, emergencies where these people are ODing off of this new 
um, designer recreational drug called Synchronic. They just be way out there. They'll they come up there. They're, they're out of it. They're talking to people. They're just spazzed out. So apparently, this is like the new ish, like worse worse than heroin, worse than crack. And then they started getting to getting calls to locations where people are just disappearing, where they're seeing ashes left behind, or things are blown up, or people are just gone. Period. So we're just trying to figure out, you know, what's going on here. So then, um, one of these locations, he goes into it. It's essentially a crack house, and he gets pricked by a needle. So he gets tested, and then Anthony Mikey finds out that apparently he has an operable, an operable tumor, tumor on his uh, what do you call it, pineal, uh, pineal gland or something like that, which is important when you get to learning what's going on in the story. So he decides, you know what? I'm dying anyway. Let me try this synchronic. He's trying to buy it all up and either try it or just get it off the streets. He takes it and yeah. comes to find out that this synchronic actually sends people back in time and space. Did you say it was called the synchronic? Is it something they smoke? Synchronic, yep. No, it's not the smoke, it's a it's a pill. <laughs> you this is some good shit. They're gonna take you back in time. <laughs> My bad. Go ahead. So I was going to end it right there because what ends up happening is is that his one of his best friend's uh, daughter apparently she got hooked on it and just disappears. So he starts taking it and trying to find her and bring her back to the to the time. So it's it's a really good uh, really good story and really good ending. And this is where the, the uh, conspiracy brother come in. Ever since he he went on his striking vipers, Andy Mikey been having a ton of great films coming out. You got to get that, bro. Oh he yeah, had Outside the Wires, Synchronic. He was in the second season of Altered Carbon. He already had the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but now he's going on to Captain America. So he works. Um, salute to that brother. He, he worked. You know. Don't be trying. He said that shit. Sam Sam was getting all these checks. You carve my lane in. Yeah, you got to give it up to Anthony Mackie, man. He's come a long way. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. He, the little Tupac. <laughs> no, actually, no, no. He, yeah, that's right. I think the first time I, I heard of Anthony Mackie was uh, he, uh, She Hate Me. Yeah, that was the first time for me, too. Mm. Just wow. <laughs> that was uh, the same time, the first one I noticed, old girl, too. What's her name? Uh, Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington. Yeah, man. So, salute to him. Uh, what were we talking about? How did we get to that? Uh, new new shows that we've watched. What show were we talking about? Synchronic. Oh, Synchronic. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What else um, have I saw? I watched... I've seen a couple of movies. Now I'm just going blank. I ended up watching that Godfather 3. I like uh, it. I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't remember the. I guess the other version, but I hadn't seen the movie in a long time either. I was like, God, this is a good movie. Like I forgot about this movie. I didn't know what was different though either. What was the big difference about it? You know? Well, they cut it differently, and you know they change a few things here and there. I don't recall the original one either, honestly. But the way they did this one, I I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't you know the the first two, 
Black Bottom's pretty good. Yeah, that movie always has a kind of a bad rap to it, but I, I'm watching, I'm like, I don't see what, why is it like people dog it so much? It's a good movie to me. I was like, God, I haven't seen this in years. I guess maybe because that one girl. Um, Sophia Coppola. Sophie, I guess because that was his daughter, right? I, I could see how her acting could have been a little shoddy, I guess. I just thought that was the character. She was a young kid, but I mean, that, that was nothing. I thought that one was great, man. I watched that. Just last, I watched that one recently. Um, God, there's something else I watch. There's some older stuff. I've been watching older type movies. That's, I can't remember. Oh, well. Uh, well musically, uh, <clears throat> the Jacksons, through, mm-hmm. I'm guessing through the Epic label, have re-released a lot of their later catalog in expanded and high-resolution versions. Okay. Including Victory, Triumph, and Destiny. You may have to take a look at these now. I see, I saw, was it Triumph one? I saw that. But I mean, immediately, I just go to look for the track list. Like, okay, what, what is the extended or whatever? But usually stuff that I don't really want to hear, like, or I've already heard before. Uh, and I, I guess they're not putting out unreleased stuff on there, but I don't know if it sounds different sonically. See, that's, that's what I want to check out. I'll, I'll probably pick up one of them just to hear it. I'll probably go with like Triumph to hear it, how it was or how it is in 24 bit. See what it looks like. See what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, man. Musically, said, well, of course, I've been listening to some Prince. Uh, I was like big into the other day. Jeff came in. Oh, you know how I was really jamming on the other day, and I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, was uh, that nigga Daz? It makes it hard when that's your name. Well, I guess it's Daz, but Daz Dillinger, that nigga Daz, that dude is fantastic to me, man. Like his productions. I'm gonna go ahead and ask, who is this guy? Uh, he is uh, part of the Dog Pound. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, he's produced some of the greatest stuff from, from Death Row and Tupac and Dre and all that. He had his hand in the chronic and all those albums. But he has some, uh, and his stuff is always, I mean, the, 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 the sonics and the quality of his music is incredible. And, and a lot of what I love Dre for, what I think of, is really like Dre you know, assisted with Daz and like he he makes it just sound even more grander. But if you listen to a lot of Daz's stuff, he is very musically inclined. Um, they're really just like great eighties kind of funk, pop funk type music. It's a lot of the bed of a lot of his stuff. He's just like, he he just understands that sound. Uh it's just so he's incredible to me. He's had a solo album a couple years ago that is on par with any of the heyday of the death row stuff. And uh, it's amazing. And it, and it proves that he is, he was the guy behind that sound. You know, that, that death row sound, that's, that's Daz. Um, 
because he he did it again years later by himself, and it's just incredible. And the quality of the sound of it is just incredible. So he's one of those guys I think is just super. I'm super into, but it's just kind of on the low. But I know his shit. I'll go out of my way to oh, Dad's produced this. Let me listen to it. Well, let me ask you this: <clears throat> since we're talking music, what is going on with DJ Quick? Man, he's come out and said some things. You know, I don't know the whole story about it. It just sounds like he, you know, doesn't feel like he's getting the proper money and or respect for all the work he's done over the years. And I, I swear that check he had from Jethro said $100 on it, but I, it's hard to really see. But, um, you know, it, so I think that was his, his situation. And, you know, the, the thing is, he's right. Like, he is behind a lot of some of the best stuff. but. You know, I don't know what kind of deals he had or ownership, if there were any, and if he was credited as he should have been. So that's probably what he's dealing with. And, you know, I think is it Hasbro owns Death Row now? Yep. You know, so they're, they're probably like, well, we bought this. And in terms of the contracts we have, they say we own it. So we don't got to pay you, but we just pay you $100. So, you know what I mean? So it's probably, you know, the deals are probably never set up right. From the beginning, unfortunately. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and not thinking how valuable all that stuff was going to be later on, right? Yeah, man. But yeah, shout out to DJ Quick. He's one of those dudes, too. He's like way... And this is probably what's going to happen. And unfortunately, when he passes, whatever time that happens, they're going to all be like, oh. And then you're going to realize, oh, he did that? Like, his shit was like this. Like, yeah, he was a musician. Like, that nigga is cold. So he's one of the illest ones, too. Uh, he's responsible for that sound. His production quality is unmatched. He's a very good engineer, too. Like, he has a great ear. He, he's mi mixed, mixed some, he mixed the Tupac stuff. He's mixed some dope albums in his time. He's one of those cats, man. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, with that, uh, I don't know if you talked about the passing of uh, Shock G. No. Oh, right, man. Uh, that was, that, was, that sucks. <laughs> He's another one of those guys that's super talented. You just kind of know him for this one thing, but he was really far more musical and amazing. I always tell the story. I. And it's funny, there's a lot of people that had, had met this guy, but I, my little brief encounter used to be this club downtown that I used to go to every all, every weekend. It was just down the street from my place. And it was always, uh, they was always have a house band and it was freestyles and singers and stuff, but it was like Neo sold out. And just one night, and I would go there to dance. And have fun. And one night, the band, I looked at the keyboard player and it's Shock G. And I was like, what? And he, they didn't ever say it or nothing. He was just back there chilling, you know, and just gigging. They was just grooving the whole night, you know. And then when it was over, when he got up, I was like, I came up to him. I said, oh, man. Uh, I was like, dude, I'm a big fan, man. It's funny to see you here and shit. And I was, I was geeked out. I was like, oh, man. I was tipsy. I was like, oh, man. You heard that one song you got, uh, Man's Girl, man. That's my cut. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he started singing it. He like, Start singing the song. I was like, oh, shit. And I just dapped it up and kept it pushing. 
but he was a yeah, he was a talented. He was one of those those dope cats. You know, every neighborhood had him. The cat that was dope in music, he had his own style, super creative type dude. He was one of them them type of dudes, and he was like that. You know, uh, he was in that Teddy Timberland. Pharrell type camp, you know, he could produce hit. He was doing hit songs. Uh, he had his own run for a minute. You know, shit, working with Prince and all these other people. I mean, he was. Yeah, he, and and you know, what I love about him, man, is he repped and was proud to show his influence, influence being influenced by George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Like he was, like, I'm gonna be the rap version of that. I think that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like he came out the gate leaning on them heavy. That was, you know what I mean? Like that was so much respect for what came before him. So I'm shocked he was dope. Anybody want to jump in again? I was just <clears throat> listening to Destiny, the expanded 24 bit version, and I have to give it up. This is not on my normal system. It's on my you know, desktop. 12-inch version of Shake Your Body Down to the Ground took me right back to high school. Couldn't tell me. Jerry Curl was bumping, too. <laughs> that was the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just, over, just overall, being from uh, the West Coast, Mad respect to Digital Underground. My opinion, their best song is uh, "Kiss Me, Kiss You Back." Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And it's hearing that Shock G produced uh, "So Many Tears," produced "I Get Around." Um, shout out to Sean Hicks. Um, I wouldn't say he had the best verse on uh, "All in the Same Game," but goddamn, he damn sure was spitting on that one. <laughs> Not to mention um, on the "I Got Five on a Remix." Yeah, that that dude was good. His production, and uh, I was listening to uh, uh, one of my homeboys' podcast, The Corner. And he was just talking about how at the time when Digital Underground was out, you know, how hip hop was taking itself so seriously because, you know, when Rakim came on, came into the game, he changed it up with his flow and his style. Then, of course, you had gangster rap, you had Tupac and the Biggie. But here you had Digital Underground like, nah, we keeping it back to that party, have fun energy. And that's what they gave us. And that's what he gave us. So, you know, just mad respect to them. Yeah, man. I mean, shit, they, they spawned the the Tupac, <laughs> you know, that, that, that was, and I saw Chuck D, he said, I'm not Chuck D, but Shock G, he said, that was in us, but our label wouldn't allow us to come out like that, you know, we, we was doing the Humpty Dance, but we we're in the tour bus watching Malcolm Farrakhan all day, you know, that's where, we, that's where our head was at, so you know, Tupac was just a way to be able to put those ideas out. And it's funny, if you look back, I look back at a lot of these old pictures or videos where you see uh, Shock G and those guys. When you look at what they're wearing, after he said that, I can see it. They had all the black medallions and daisikis and all that. Like, I can see they was, they probably did want to come out that way, but they were sort of locked into the, you know, the fun. You know, the one, one thing I would say, Humpty is essentially just a hip-hop Morris Day, you know. It's almost mm, kind of okay, the same, okay, same kind of this that 
again, you know, visually, it's that light-skinned guy, big mustache, kind of with the hair. He got the suit jacket. He's funny, and he's jamming. I was like, that's basically a rap Morris. The Humpty Dance would have been, it would have been, you know, the bird, right? You do the Humpty Dance, y'all. Come on, y'all. Humpty Dance. You know, it's the same type of thing, which I think goes to show you, you realize how deep of a Prince fan Shaggy was. Because uh, he was the first guy that I ever heard who sampled some print. Like, he sampled Madhouse on the first album. And I think they did, they sampled uh, Dorothy Parker on some of the other songs, too. Like, so you obviously, I was like, okay, he, I, no, no random Prince person gonna know what the fuck Madhouse is. So I was like, well, this dude, I know he's into it. And you can start to hear it through some of their music. Uh, that's in the song. They try to say that I don't care. I woke up saying fuck the world. The fuck the world song by uh, Tupac. He said that song, that beat, he didn't want, he, he had made it, it was a Prince. He was like, we were, we, were, we were making like a Prince song. But nobody liked it. And it just, I just happened to have that beat at the end of a tape I gave Tupac to consider some other song. And he was like, well, Pac, he said, I like that one beat. And I'm thinking he meant one of these other ones. But then he's like, no, there's this beat at the end. And he realized he forgot to erase the tape. And it was this other Prince thing he was working on. So that was some Prince shit. But that's what ended up, he wanted to rap on that. So when you listen to it and you hear him doing that. What's the song? It's called Fuck the World. It's on the Me Against the World album. So yeah, he was, he was definitely on some Prince shit. And of course, he goes on to remix uh, Love Song. But, uh, yeah, man, Shock G. He was the piano man. He played all them piano parts on the records. Yeah, man, the Bay. That's why I was, I was on Facebook at the time. I was like, man, the Bay Area probably... Them put out some of the illest artists ever, man. Like they just the, the list is hell along for the Bay. You really start to think about it. You know, there's, there's been so many artists that have changed the game that came out of the Bay, man. Slides, Santana's, Sheila E's, um, all the rap, yeah, all the rappers, of course, the, the Rafael Sadiq and. Hammer, hammer, too short. Yeah, there's a lot of influence coming out of the bay. Yeah. Let's not forget OJ. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was from the bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, this say Huey Lewis and the News. Wow. Huey Lewis and the News. They from the bay? Yeah. Didn't know. Larry Graham. Yeah. yeah, well, Sly and Stump, Sly and Family. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. The, the Bay, Bay Area is E-40, cold. Ungrateful, Dead, and anything in between. I say it, man. Yeah. Something, something going on in that area that, you know, provides that type of creativity, man. You find out that was like some magical place back in the day. <laughs> 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 See, there's this the midichlorians just heavy in that area. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So, still a lot of great music out there. Okay, what the hell is a Papa Roach? I've heard of that. Uh, one hit wonder. 
Wait, the Pointer Sisters? Wow, okay. In Vogue? Well, yeah, because they came out of the Foster McElroy camp, which we put out 2022. And they come mm. from the Club Nouveau. Yeah, I mean, Club Nouveau, man. All that whole movement, that was the movement, man. That's where your Got Five comes out of that. You know, lean on me. Man, I remember that album. Banging uh, Timex Social Club. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these rumors. Hey, Terry. Man, that was the shit in the streets. <laughs> oh, there it is. Timex Social Club. Yeah, man, they was the shit. Why you treat me so bad? Yeah, that was a hood classic, man. That, ah, let me go back to that shit. That's why I think Tony, Tony, Tony took that ball and ran with it. Boy. Stevie Nicks. Yep. Uh, Good lord. And then uh, Mark Wiggins. It was a huge drop off. Hey, 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 wow. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just, hey. Just joking, just joking. Set tripping. I worked with many of those people, many of those groups, man, so step off. <laughs> you know, Frankie yeah. Beverly and Mays. Oh, yeah, all kinds of things came out of the Bay Area. Yeah, man. And most of it came through Leo's music, honestly. Who? Leo's music. That what? was the place in Oakland and the Bay Area where all the heavies got their equipment. Oh. All of them. If you were a major player, you came through Leo's and got your shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no big deal to see, you know, Jonathan Kane from Journey in there or Frankie Beverly in, in there or Randy Jackson. Uh, everybody came through there, man. Everybody. And Randy came in there and hung out a lot, too. All right, I'm just uh, looking over these headlines, see if anything else jumps out before we wrap up. You guys got anything else? Uh, no, I got everything. Okay. All right, well, uh, there you have it. I see it. I see there's some sort of leaked audio on John, John Kerry. I don't know what that's about. Oh, <laughs> Headline <laughs> dropping receipts. Dropping receipts all the time, baby. Keep your side chicks in order, man. <laughs> wait, wait, that's what the story is about? The side chick? Oh, I have no idea. I bet money it is. Uh, well, it says Republicans have seized on a recent claim that former Secretary of State John Kerry told Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Sarif about Israel strikes on Iranian interests in Syria. Uh, so it's like he's leaking news. Uh-oh. Who'd you piss off? Let me drop the tape on you. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the Summer Jam screen. Yeah, you didn't want to pay a play, so they're going to drop the tapes on you. They're going to destroy you. You better get in line, John. I'm sick of this shit. All right. I'm going to drop a full package on him. Go ahead and drop the package. <laughs> Your contacts over there in the news. Man, I was breaking news in my area is a, sh- a, a mall shooting at a mall. I can't even believe. I, really? Ah, so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Hope it ain't us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, oh, one more thing. Uh, did anybody else watch uh, Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't know. I, I don't, I've seen the original one, maybe, but I don't remember it. And I don't know the stories of it. So I just watched it and was like, this is amazing. Like, this is a, it's a whole world. I don't know. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I love that they're just so committed to it. It does, you know, it's just wacky and over the top. I thought it was fun. I it started off on a <laughs> it started off at a high point with the the whole spoilers uh killing of uh Scorpion's <laughs> tribe and his family. But that Cole Young character, I, I was just like, okay, this is gonna be the new Scorpion or is this gonna be Johnny Cage? What's going on here? But nah, just some random dude in a with a uh, body armor and some billy clubs. I'm like, nah, you too much like police for my liking. I ain't feeling that, but the action, in my opinion, the action was really good. Um, I definitely prefer the original film's version of Liu Kang to this one, but it could have more to do with the fact that they gave that character uh, more to do in that film than in here, in my opinion. Just Cole Young, that character just did, I, he didn't resonate with me. But everything else I felt was dope as hell, especially that final uh, fight. Did you see it, Big Sexy? I saw it, and I thought Kano was hilarious. Which one was Kano? He was the Australian dude. Oh, yeah. He was having the laser eyes. Yes, yeah. he was great. He was great. You know, when she was all, well, don't you tell her directions? Okay, here's the directions. Write this down. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, that's what I liked about the movie. They had these different characters. They all played these type of tropes, but I loved it. I was like, yeah. He was on his love- hand solo, hardcore right. hand solo. I was feeling cabal too when they brought him in. I was like, "Oh shit!" That was the one that had the weird mask and those uh, those silver swordy thingies. As best I can say, he kind of had the speed powers. Ah, vaguely remember. Who's the man with the hubcap on his head? That's that? Kung Lao. Oh, he's on the video game, mad. right? He's yeah. On, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. He is. He's a badass, and people are still pissed about how his story ended. Now, let me, the black guy, is that the brother from the Supergirl? Yep, that is him. Damn, he got yoked up. I was like, I was like, I, he looked familiar, but he looked totally different. I was like, he was dope to me, man. I didn't understand. I was like, this is crazy. Like, he ripped his arms off? I knew that was coming. <clears throat> Just from knowing the character, I knew that oh, was coming. Okay. I thought he was cool, man. I, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it for, I guess I... I was like, yeah, I'm obviously behind on this. And I love that they don't take the time to really explain. She's like, we're going in. I'm like, okay. I, 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 was, I will say this, and I was saying this on Discord. I enjoyed that movie, and I enjoyed it was over the top and all that. But I was saying, I, my thing was, I was, I was like, it's interesting that this originally came out for kids. <laughs> like, and, that's, and that's what is the selling point of Mortal Kombat, right? Is the, the, the fatalities. And I was like, and, I was, and that's how I was watching. I was like, is this an import from Japan? Because this doesn't seem like they would do some shit like that. But I think it's an American-made property. And I was like, it, it looks like it. I was like, only in America would they make something. And the catch of it is it's like literally ripping your throat out or pull your heart out and stuff. And, and it would be for kids. Like, that's wild. It would never come out like that today, but 
I guess you would say, well, all the kids who were exposed to it as children, they are now the adults who watch this today. <laughs> I don't even know if that says anything. <laughs> like, it'd be interesting what they think about violence and things like that. Have they been desensitized by seeing this type of for so long? And then they crave it. Like, that's what you're waiting for to happen. Yeah! And it's, it's a little weird. Like, is that weird? And I'm jokingly saying, if you went over to some motherfucker's house and he just had, he had this video collection and whole like show for rope of Mortal Kombat, like, hey, you know what, Playboy? Let me go ahead and take my food to go. I'll holler at you. <laughs> you want some other shit? <laughs> yeah, same thing. Walk into somebody's house and they got a wall full of fucking guns. Here you. Well, yeah, but guns and brutal violence don't go hand in hand, Joe. They don't. No, you could just love to shoot and go to the range. That doesn't mean you watching blood and guts ripping people losing their lives. Well, you could say the same thing about, you know, somebody having like the whole run of Invincible. That's a violent book. Yeah, it's not. But I think you could take the violence out of the book and it would still be great. But I get, but I get your point. I, I don't think Invincible is targeted to children either. But no, no. That's, so I'm something that's, my point is to say it's something that's targeted to kids. That's yeah, a, you put a, that in the Discord, and I did a little research on it, and I'm looking at the, um, the arcade people. Like, dude, you can't be sticking us in the arcade and having fatality. Finish him! Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, it would never... That would well, never fly to It that. would come out today, but they wouldn't target it to a children no. per se. Well, they'd <laughs> dance around it, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Which make them want it even more. Probably. But I think, well, the newer, aside from Mortal Kombat, the only thing I can think of is stuff like uh, Injustice. They have those finishing moves, but of course they're not super gory. They're not going to never have Superman in, in this character do that anyway. They need to do a Wolverine game like that and just let him slice and right. dice people. Why do I feel like they did have one? Maybe it was targeted toward the movies or something. They should do a Wolverine Max title and just let him rip. That's why I say they should do them. They got to bring them to the movies or the TV and and they got to let him be Wolverine. Let him do what he does. Exactly. Yeah, man. Let him look like it. Let him be like it. Be dope. But, uh, yeah, we're just kind of rambling on that. Um, anything else? I keep saying anything else. Let <laughs> me just wrap this thing up. How about that? Wrap it up. I'll take it. it. All right. Well, and Pooh, where can they find you online, sir? You can find me at Twitter, Instagram, and at Pooh. And you can find me most Sundays in Clubhouse at the Prince 365 room. Uh, last week, I went I in heard there. about you on there. Oh! Uh-oh! <laughs> I forgot about what that. You do I now. Do. <laughs> wow. Okay, seriously. Who out in these clubhouse streets running back trying to snitch on your boy? Like, who does that? Who does that? Man, I tell ya. Yeah, I was up in there. They asked me what I thought about Parade, and I gave my honest opinion. Don't get mad. And then, you know, I said, yes, Controversy is not an album that I find to be that great. So what? I don't have, I do not have to like everything that you like. You will be okay. 
triggered. <laughs> got triggered real quick. I ain't triggered. I'm just I, living. Nah, I ain't triggered. Wait, it's, it's okay, man. Relax. No, oh, my God. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to snitch on somebody else. But if you go ask Kenisa, Kenisa loves the '90s wow. Prince. <laughs> Wow. She loves that 90s print stuff. Am I, do you really think that I'm going to be out here like, hey, Mike, man, I don't know, but that Kenisha fucking up your brand talking about that 90s shit Whoa. when the 80s is popping. Like, no. That's, oh, man. It's, like, it's going it to be all right. It's going to be all right. He said, you're on your, you're on your Robin Power all of a sudden. Whoa. <laughs> Joke. I, no, let me stop. I'm a married man. Now. Let me stop. I can't tell those jokes wow. anymore. Stop. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I was I was up in the clubhouse. I gave my honest opinion on some albums. They people got it all like, oh my god, this muting me, wanted to boot me out the room. I'm wow. like, damn. I didn't know. Yeah. See, I didn't know it was that level. But now you yeah, okay. kind of expose yourself. Huh? I, I have no problem. If people want to get all sensitive because I don't like what you like, that's on them. I can't do nothing about that. Mm. I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be ample. I'm secure. I'm got the podcast here. juice brand out here in the streets looking crazy right now. See, and that was the thing. I didn't even mention podcast. <laughs> I didn't even come I, in there and mention the, words, the podcast. I express a mind of mine alone. Mike, nope, I, didn't I just heard him. Mike, your boy, wilding in this. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not saying it. I gave, I gave dirt. I gave controversy. I gave let's work and do me baby props. The rest, eh, I'm sorry. Hey, do wow. you, man? Thank you. So I'll be there tomorrow, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, which one, of, which one of you motherfuckers was out here? Because I'm gonna put cases on all of you. Oh, King Kong ain't got shit on me. I'll be on my Alonzo. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I have fun up in there. All right. <laughs> all right. Big sexy and sack. You know, you're not gonna find me in the <laughs> clubhouse. <laughs> Like we found out the usual places. Facebook, Mark Wiggins. Instagram, Mark Wiggins. Two. And Twitter, WSE Mark. And be on the lookout for the second installment of This Is My World. I get into it with the 1987 Grammy Album of the Year nominations. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you can always check us out here on podcastjuice.net. Also, look us up on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Apple, or, uh, Google, Spotify, whatever other ones are out there. We should be there. We're also on YouTube as well. Listen, enjoy your week. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. I'm talking about bass. How low can you go?